This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over Westside, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for Westside niggas. Nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep your hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the tinfoil hat titan. AKA the conspiracy realist. AKA the technology snob. Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles. AKA I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say J.U. Ice. Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, though? And it's your man, Dane, three underscores, three, one, three. The West Side Landlord, the Pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame. And the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast. Because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 289 on, on you hoes. hoes. Uh, this episode is finna be fueled by tequila. It is. I just I just see it. Tequila and maybe a splash of Hennessy and uh, Remy, but more than likely just tequila. And uh, I wasn't even a tequila person like this before. Shout out to uh, our sponsor, Siempre Tequila. Absolutely. The best tequila that I've ever tasted straight from Mexico. You feel I, I feel like I'm special when I say Mexico. I don't see why. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really know Spanish and shit. Like we would say like um Jesus. I took Spanish for three years in high school. I cannot speak or understand a lick of that shit. I took it twice, failed it in summer school, and took it again. Man, I had <laughs> Spanish and I had the uh I can't think of her name. Tall black lady, uh skinny and shit. She was the department head of all the Spanish people. I mean all the foreign language and, and she couldn't teach me spanish for shit uh, first semester of 12th grade i'm a senior like in spanish with like 10th graders and uh, and that that bitch tried to out me in front of them kids <laughs> yo after class i pulled up real close to her. i was like look you don't want me here another semester and i don't want to be here another semester so like whatever i got to do to get a d that's all i'm doing mm. and she passed me with a d and we was done. <laughs> this is probably why it was a struggle graduating. <laughs> nigga, graduation. I, I I envy niggas when they be having like nigga take VCR repair for his last fucking semester of graduation. Just some old dumb shit that they don't fucking need because they did the right thing. Nigga, I was stressed on the day we was getting cap and gown because I was like, if I don't get one of these and go home with it, that means I'm not graduating. Nigga, that's the day before graduation. You picked the wrong school to do that in. <laughs> like, that's not... I don't think any school is the right school to do some shit like that in. I know, but, but when niggas go to cast, they, like, got their shit together. They want to, like, 
do something with education. <laughs> you know, want to do something with their lives. I yeah. had absolutely no clue. Man, my last. I year. know I wanted to make money, rap, and fuck. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Anywho, man, welcome back. Man, how was your week, my brother? <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Uh, to be 17 again, man. Man, my week was cool, bro. Dog, <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell myself, I got real high last Saturday. And, like, nigga, superhuman high. Like, there's no reason I should have been in the crib this high off of marijuana. Just, <laughs> just no reason at all. Mm. But anyway. She was smoking. Man, I went. I, I did a favor for somebody and took them to the, took them to the dispensary, and they, you know, at what strand? What, what was? I mean, what you was? To kind of get me high. I don't. I don't be knowing. I don't be knowing anything. <laughs> it was it some moon rocks. Was it some cut? I mean, like what? I know what? it was Kush. I know it was Kush. It was some strain of Kush. Mm. But any- where can I get like medium weed? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Some nigga that go to Henry Ford. I mean, like at dispensaries and shit. Like- Deshaun. <laughs> Deshaun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go to Ford. Ask for Deshaun. That nigga come outside. Serve nah, I'm talking the about like at a dispensary. Like they don't got like like options. It's just yeah, they got options. It's just they all gonna get you high. Um, that's weird. Uh, but I I, I mean I don't understand it. Uh, you know I'm a smart nigga. That's why I got a backup running and shit. Yeah, you know but when, when I got your back, yeah, good looking. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Can I just like get like not regular weed, right? Even though that's what niggas should be smoking. Just like a little up. You just need a little pick me up. A little, little. I mean, I need like seven percent THC. Oh yeah, man. They like a lot of these places just got websites, man. Just go through their website, you can see. Now, I buy uh CBD weed off on the internet all the time. They ship it directly to the crib because it only got like zero point zero. It only got like zero point three TAC. That's the like legal limit that you can mail shit. Uh, and I just be in it for the healing properties uh, <laughs> of it. You know what I'm saying? No, and I smoke. I want to get, nigga, you be trying geek to, you trying to get escape. Geek, duh. Uh, uh. Nigga, take me there. No, that's not, that's not, what are you smoking? <laughs> I mean. Spaceships on Bankhead. Wait. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how high I'm, but this week I just got high like that for no reason. It probably wasn't even a Saturday. It's maybe like a Wednesday or a Thursday night. Like I should have been productive. I'll be honest, dog. Uh shout out to the homie Mancho. Mancho gave me some uh some leafs uh when he was in town <laughs> and um I ain't hit him yet. You know what I'm saying? I just been doing the C B D but I think I'm a I think I'm a uh partake. But that shit I look at the back of that bitch like twenty seven percent like THC. Are you gonna be out of like that? I'm like I don't. I don't know that I'm. I'm. I'm you ready for it? I'm not ready. for Don't it. worry if you if you feel so compelled and your heart feel led and you just don't know what to do with that weed. I'll find a home for it. Mm. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We we got a fashion guest in here this week, and you decide to wear pink. I mean, it's not <laughs> pink. This is future. It's like no, nah, it is like pink. A, like, uh, a pepto pismo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is, my nigga. All right, you trying? To, oh, I was trying to show out, or you trying to trying to shit on me? Which no, I'm, I I'm, I, first of all, like we don't we don't even rock like that. I'm not trying to shit on. You. <laughs> I'm just noted. I was I thought for a second like your Jays had a little tinge of pink while we was walking up. No, I did just buy some new ones today. Uh, low key, I bought some uh, last Friday. I didn't realize. I forgot. And them bitches got delivered the other day. Uh, but I did get some uh, green, black, and white ones. Lowe's this morning. Okay. 
man, I just randomly looked at my phone at nine fifty eight, and the bitches was dropping at ten o'clock, and it was a reminder on my phone. The cool grace. Uh uh-uh. uh, I tried to get the bitches on Monday. Dog, mm. I got the heads up that there was gonna be a shock drop, so I jumped into the group chat and told niggas and shit. And three out of the seven niggas got him, except not me. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got y'all the heads dark up. Dark skin, Jermaine. Thanks. Yeah, damn. You know they do us dark skinned boys like that. In any event, though, we do got one of the homies in the building. Man, we can go ahead because like he been on the on the pod before, and he listened to the pod, so he probably brought some intros with him. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, returning guests too. Yeah, returning yeah. guests. Yeah. All right. We don't have a sweet want. intro like you guys. <laughs> I don't have my rap niggas together. <laughs> you know, I usually like to be on my Biggie, Jay Z, Foxy, Kim cadence, but I ain't got shit for y'all. Like y'all, see, it's cold. An incredible time in rap, might I add. Yeah. Incredible best time. time. Best time. Yeah. Very, very. Good Nothing time. has touched that era. Uh, but we got the homie Marv Neal in the building. What up, though? What's what good, up, my brother? What up? What's going on with you? Man, I, happy to have you back. How was your week, it. my brother? My week was great. It was cool. Chilling. Man, let me think. Uh, yo, today, uh, this this work week and shit, uh, they didn't gave me a fucking link to log in remotely. Nah, dog. I'm never staying at home again. <laughs> <laughs> but you ain't got a laptop? Uh, I don't have... So my work from home equipment is a desktop with two... Uh, monitors, a whole whatever. We were quick alongs? Uh No, never. Uh, okay. I turned them niggas down a few times, and they sent me so many gifts to the house. Oh, to show you to work with them? Yeah. That's nice. They really did, man. I went there for an interview one time. I'm like, I'm just going to interview. Yeah. Uh, I stayed in that bitch for three and a half hours. I'm sure. they Did they give you some cereal? They show, they took me there. Yeah, I know. They, 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 they had, had me on the phone. The niggas had me on the phone, like listening to phone calls to people and shit. Like they was, re- I had three interviews that day. They lay it on thick. They put it on. Yeah, you know they I, want I, you to work twelve hours a day. I worked fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I worked there. They definitely want you to work six fucking days out the week. Yeah, if you can push out twelve to fourteen a day, they ain't gonna send you home. No, you get money, good money in there. Yeah, you make yeah, a good eighty thousand. Um, at the t- yeah. Yeah. If so. you want 80, 80K, you go there. They give uh, it to you. But no drug test. No now, drug test. Uh, no drug test either. Now that the niggas, I got me the little joint, I can log in any computer anywhere and shit. Oh, it's a wrap, my nigga. Yeah, I'm yeah, on right. Miami. That's king. <laughs> that's king time. Yeah. A low key, I might open up the studio all day. Oh, that's smart. And just be in there. Yeah. And you smart know what I'm saying? Run shit like that because the second I can run this bitch all day and like quit the other one. That, there you go. There's the money. You know what I'm saying? That's, so, that's the switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. So uh, you know what? We got a we got a a voice note, man. Uh, somebody sent in a voice note, and I figured we should probably start doing this at the beginning of the pod. Okay. Right. Um. So yeah, if y'all want to send in a voice note, y'all can send that shit to uh, Shop Talk Podcast at Gmail dot com, or if you got my uh my phone number, then just send me that shit. Play a line. Peace to the park, gods. Yo, it's your man, Mach. Just riding around Vegas. You dig? Um, man, y'all had a very dope episode, as usual, um, last month. But I wanted to chime in about fears. Y'all was talking about fears. And honestly, man, there's a lot of stuff that concern me. Um, but, like, I think probably my biggest fear is sending my children out into the world as adults unprepared, man. That's a fear of mine. Like, I just had some grown-ass, dumb-ass kids, man. I know that's impossible. I know what y'all thinking. Them your seeds. You right. 
but they don't have the same experiences I had that made me such a genius, Jay. Dang. But that's the fear, bro. I be trying to impart as much wisdom into my kids as I can. I even started a journal. And in this journal, I have a bunch of thoughts and sayings, some scriptures, some shit, stuff out the Quran. You know, it's like whatever I find that's dope that I think they can live by, you know, word, any type of word of wisdom or whatever. You know, I, I jot it down, and what I what I would like to happen is after my passing, um, they make copies of it and give it to all my children, and they can pass it down to their grandchildren, so they could always hear from me. You feel me? But that's my fear. That's probably like I ain't gonna say my only fear, you know, but that's probably my biggest concern. Yo, peace. Yo, love what y'all do, man. Yo, shout out to Mancho. Yeah, shout um, out to the homie Mancho. We did the episode called Fear. And, uh, you know, that's one of his fears, which is interesting. I can understand that as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting because one of the clearly one of the big things uh, that happened on this week um, was the passing of uh, Young Dolph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace to Young Dolph. The, mur- the murder. The yeah. murder. The murder. He didn't pass away. That, that man was murdered. Yeah. Um, didn't have to be. Assassination. Assassination. Uh, a Young Dolph. And um, I feel, I feel first. I mean, I feel bad when like people that you know of or whatever get killed like that and shit. Yeah. Um, but like when you get a peek into other people's lives and you get an idea of who they are as a person or perceived to be as a person, uh-huh. their family, their children and shit like that. And um, to like Mamacha was saying, like he got like a journal to he want to pass on to his kids, like his off, like he got all these interviews and different yeah. words of wisdom and stuff, but like. Like, why do you have to even... I want to be able to sell that to my children versus mm. them got to look online um, for that type of shit, man. So, first and foremost, uh, rest in peace to, to Young Dolph. Uh, what was y'all thoughts in, when y'all heard the news and all Just that? Just kind of like took the wind out my day. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I, as the story began to develop more in his details, he was by business that he normally patronized when he when he back home he was at home and you know when you die or when you see people die typically people come out and you know have one or two good lines you know he was a good person you know he you know say say something real positive about you and it seems like sometimes it comes off contrite it comes across scripted you know Uh it's just the thing to do when people die you want to say something nice you want to tell their family something nice. But like when people were talking about Dolph, when they talked to like his high school principal and I saw, you know, other people speaking about him, it was a different love and affinity that they spoke about when they said his name. You know, he he was it's it's one thing to get on and, you know, rep your hometown, but that don't mean your hometown love you. You know, we got artists from here that that rep where they from, but do I feel like they are embraced by the city itself. You know, that's 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 to be questioned. And for Dolph to have like that genuine type of love and then just be taken up out of here. Black man, young black father, you know, husband. You know, we we laud all Married of those a woman things. from Detroit, by the way. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, owned several businesses, always talked about remaining and staying independent. I mean, it's it's uh it's 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 terrible. It's almost I don't want to equate it to Nipsey, but it's almost that type of feeling. It's the same, same feeling. Yeah. Um, same feeling. I think I think Nipsey may have had 
for whatever reason, more commercial. I don't know, not for whatever reason, but they got the, it's that same type of, you know, street yeah. dude, but we still got some sort of morals and like uh-huh. we didn't figure that what we used to do was wrong and now we trying to wrong our rights yeah mm-hmm. um and it's really unfortunate man um I, re- I really didn't know i'm not one of them people that you know get on social media media and act like i listen to him all the time yeah but i mean of course like who didn't know like get paid young nigga get paid like right. you know so i knew that but I literally had to kind of like my guy sister was over um, and we were talking, but both kind of like she on her work computer and I was just like chilling, watching. We was watching like black, you know, boys in the hood and shit. And it popped up on my Instagram and I was like, damn, you know, young Dolph just got killed. And she like, damn, what? You know what I mean? Like what? So she go on her phone, go look and she like, damn. So we. Even though we across the room from each other, new tech, you know, technology, we like sending each other DMs, like yeah. look at this video, whatever, whatever. And it was just kind of like with me, it took a minute. Like I knew who he was visually, but I couldn't think of his music at the time. So then I like, you know, Google Young Dolph, this and that, and then greatest hits, like, so I can get like, oh, and then, cause, you know, sometimes like now I'm, I'm old here now. So it's like, I don't really know all the new yeah. people like that. Like, I might know them and see them, but I don't really know. Because I'm stuck in my own of what I like. You know what I mean? So It's so wild because, like, I fuck with Dolph. I don't have, like, every album of his on my phone. Mm-hmm. I probably got, like, eight to ten songs that I really fuck with of his on there. But um, I be more wrapped up in who these people appear to be as as a as a person mm-hmm. when they on the interviews whether it's and like he recently did one with Gilly and them you know what I'm saying and he was on clearly on the Brexit Club and all these different things where he's talking and gets to the to, to kind of see what's in somebody's psyche you be like yo I like this person mm-hmm. so yeah, I support I them I may not listen to every fucking song that yeah, you drop something about like, it is what if you like him you can be like oh okay yeah like I like Nipsey change. but I didn't know all his music yeah, you know what yeah, I mean like yeah. I liked him just because I seen him and I seen what he was kind of about. I didn't really know his, you know, back catalog. Yeah. I just kind of knew, like, oh, the tall dude that it's like a Snoop Doggy kind of dude, you know, with the braids and, you know, Crip. They offered and him I, to be Snoop Dogg in um, Strata Compton, but he didn't want to because he didn't want to be forever linked to being Snoop Dogg. Oh. Because he a rapper, too. He a rapper, you know too. I understand. So, like, he ain't want to, but. He should have. felt like yeah. a good business decision to me. Yeah. He should have did it, though. Yeah. I mean, if they, as long as they pay him and it's something that made sense you know what i mean i think he would have did a good job better than who the guy they had because i don't even remember the guy wasn't it lakeith stanfield did lakeith stanfield play i think it was 95 <laughs> sure yeah i think it was when you think stanfield. about it that's wild i remember it? yeah like because i like lakeith though yeah LaKeith we know good... lakeith now but like back then we just kind of recognize his face a little bit yeah but think about it now like yo you play snoop nigga <laughs> yeah that's like uh what's his name that played tupac in notorious yeah horrible yeah <laughs> That's like a career killer. That's yeah. what you do. You have That's, to be careful when you do stuff like that. Anthony, didn't Anthony Mackie play us? Yes, Anthony Mackie. That's what we speak of. That's what oh, it was. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's not, I mean, 
He's not. That you got to be real careful. You just got to be, have to be real careful. careful. Yeah. You can't let your PR person talk to you into like just doing it. Your manager just to do it. Yeah, that's not. A, that's not. It's, the, it's the Biggie movie. It's the Biggie movie. You'll play Tupac. You'll play Tupac. <laughs> you shave your hair, boy. He only need you for three days. That's you know probably I mean? like a smooth sell. You know the yeah, like, we're gonna blo- give you if it blow thirty thousand. If know? it blow up, I'm gonna be Pac forever. Be Pac to fight. Yeah, but no, that's not good. He didn't you know even the, sound like Pac. You know the worst casting I've ever seen in the history of movies. Flex, Flex, Michael Jackson. Yes. Flex, is, Flex is horrible. Like what I write is on going my Facebook on? every other year. Like I'm gonna whoop his ass when I see him. Like what is wrong? What and then the makeup was horrible. Like they made his face white. I mean, really white. Like clown white. It was horrible. It was bad. Cause he could do a couple little spins and hee hee. I mean, he could dance because he was a dancer. But, but why would y'all pick him? Duh, that uh, that's I bet, a, you, I bet you Flex still probably get like a nice. That's why he can't che- get a job now. He get like a nice little check from that shit. Yeah. Like that every couple hey, months. I used to watch One on One. Oh, One on One was good. One no, uh, like Flex ain't living bad. I caught up a bunch of no, no, he is living day. bad. Him and Sharice. Oh, that's right. He was married to that Shanice. Shanice, him and Shanice they, is living bad. I remember they had that TV show where they it's got a bad baby. They it's had bad. a <laughs> I fuck with them, man. Right, I, I like it. I like Shanice. Shanice really can go. Or at least, like uh, she was like they was coming home, and the sheriff was like, "No, you have got to get out now." LA don't play. Like, yeah, it's time for you guys to go. What? Yeah, on their show, they had a show like three or four years ago. They was like, y'all gotta, y'all gotta leave. Like, put them out on yeah, TV. Yeah, like, like real for real. Wow. They like they he was like what seventy five thousand in debt, hundred thousand, a million dollars in debt, some shit like that. That's wild. <laughs> horrible. That's wild. That's you know the music industry. It's like horrible. I forgot they was. He probably need them checks. He oh he oh, needs every them. last one of them. Michael Jordan one on Michael Jackson. <laughs> it was horrible. just ridiculous. It was bad. It was just ridiculous. Man, with this young Dolph shit, man, uh, this is one of those, it's really one of them fucked up things, man, because, you know, after somebody passed away, uh, everybody come out like, man, we got to stop killing each other. Uh, this is so sad. And it is. Um, like, then I heard, I seen some shit Jamil Hill that posted um, about how this is racist and I like her to chill out sometimes um, and how Tennessee got like the you don't have to have a permit to carry a gun and somehow that's the reason that all these deaths and, and killings happen and like I don't like when people shout out to Jamil Hill because I fuck with her you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like, my homegirls uh, Mia and Vlad style her yeah so like I don't it's not like an attack on her because she from she from here. I, I support what she do the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do find it interesting, or I want everybody to be careful um, using certain tragedies and inserting your own narrative that don't have anything to do with the actual tragedy that happened. Um, one of the young ladies was out there on the scene, you know, saying that she think that, and then you know she using her platform to say a bunch of stuff. But like, listen, man. <sighs> I don't think this situation had anything to do with poverty. Uh, and I don't think the two men who jumped out the car, one with a fucking Draco and the other with whatever he had, um, was waiting on a permit to, <laughs> to you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. some of this shit is going to happen because it's going to, because of the, the lifestyle that they Just live. And the element that they, that they're still in to a certain extent. And I want everybody to take a look. You know, I, I we talk shit on the podcast about how, well, I say specifically about how rap music and hip hop 
my favorite music, my favorite genre. It's bad for us. This shit is bad, my nigga. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit really is bad. And a lot of the shit that I like, that we like, all this thug shit, all this gangster shit, yo, this shit bad. And, like, sometimes gangster shit happen to gangster people. Or street shit happen to street people. And shit. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, because anything in life, you have to watch what you say. Yeah. And then your actions have to follow through with how you carry yourself. So if you are speaking on... You know, even like Biggie and Pac would speak about death and I see, you know, I see this or this is what I feel was going to happen or I'm not going to live past this age. You have to be careful and mindful of what you say. People still haven't learned that it's power in, in your tongue, even still. And in these last three to four years, it's been a rapper every year. You know, whether they multiple were rappers. multiple rappers, and whether if they were legends or not, you know what I mean? What type of rappers? Down South. Well, what I mean that is like content wise. You mean like gangster shit? Gangster shit? Yeah. It's gangster I shit. Ain't, I ain't seen one of the conscious rappers. Uh, because they ain't nobody after them. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't you know nobody's that after same Tyler. Type of energy. Kanye West. Uh, yeah, for real. Yeah, like nobody's after them. So they, they, don't, they don't bring out that same energy, the uh-uh. same audience. And like, unfortunately or fortunately, however it is, like, like you from a particular neighborhood, you from a particular background. You know, you do certain shit before you rap, before you mm-hmm. get on, and sometimes during until you get like on all, all the way on. And that shit don't like. I mean, until you really, and then even still, it's like even if you from Memphis and you out of L.A., if you running with the wrong crowd in L.A., it's the same shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. It don't matter where you where you are. Pop smoke by example, you know what I mean. You yeah. all the way in, from Brooklyn, you move to L.A. and one of your homeboys do what they do to you. They got and he got killed by kids. Like actual kids. Actual kids. Like, God damn. You know what I mean? So it's just like in that type of shit is like people feel like and that's the thing with the kids. Like they feel like, well, I do 20 years. It ain't, you know what I mean? It ain't shit. But you just don't know. You just threw your life away. And you get in jail. You ain't got no gun. So one of them niggas, gonna, they're going to be fucking you. You know what I mean? Like or you getting beat the fuck up. All the time. Both of them. Beat the fuck up. Yeah. You're going to be running, washing nigga draws. You know what I mean? Because do that I shit. Can't, I can't imagine at any age me being comfortable taking 20 years. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But but that's because you've been free for however many years. So you feel like, you know what I mean? It's so wild that, like, we are so desensitized to yeah. violence because it's everything. We literally, like, first and foremost, I don't want to hear about myself getting shot in the chest before 12 o'clock in the afternoon. All right? Like, I don't want to wake up. And be like, I'm gonna kill you. Like, first off, I don't want you to, to kill me or fuck my bitch before twelve <laughs> o'clock. Okay, yeah. like, damn, can I eat lunch before it's you start fucking like, my it's bitch? It's bad, dog. Like, but we hear this shit. All, we we steadily feed that shit in our ears for twelve thirty. Cool though. <laughs> I'm saying I, at least I can smoke her boots at twelve thirty. <laughs> like, God, I don't want to hear about it. Like, nigga, like, God damn. But like, we got like we praise gangster shit. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that in violence. It's just kind of what we know. It, yeah, it's I mean, worthy. You know, what what you really check his social media for? Like to see, like to see yeah, some what shit that sh- you normally don't see. Yeah, like shade room, a little ass and titty shaking, and you be like, oh okay. And crime I, in the D. Crime in the D. Nigga, you check crime in the D every day. That shit come across my feed every day. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just saying it. But that's different. They know you, you looking. Well, that's different because you literally need to know what the fuck is going on in your immediate area. Mm-hmm. Shit, you know what I'm saying? That's different from let me go see uh, what's the guy. Anywho, well, I'm saying all that to say, uh, man, it's really unfortunate, dog. And like 
they've been trying to kill this nigga for like five years, dog. Remember he came out with that album Bulletproof that was just like a long sentence? Yeah. Talking about niggas trying to kill him? Because they shot his car up a hundred times at CIAA weekend. The uh, Bulletproof truck? Yeah. yeah. And then like the president of a rival uh, record label went to jail for it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I mean, it's been a rumor that there's been uh nigga, the president of the company went to jail for shooting his car a hundred times. And then like a year, year and a half ago, he got shot in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? First, we I'm not saying all these things are connected to the same person or group. What I'm saying is there's clearly been a concerted effort uh to get this man out of here. Yeah, like what like what is the issue? I don't know. I'm thinking is if it's some rap shit, if it's some local shit, it's either got to be money, ego, or some woman. Like yeah, it's got it's got to fall into one of them categories. It's some Memphis shit. Yeah, it's Memphis. You know money, what I'm ego, or some woman. Like and, the highest shit could be Detroit shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Some Memphis shit that, and I kind of, I, I vaguely remember hearing about like years ago, like what their issue was supposed to be. Nigga and, feel disrespected on his side of the city. That that can be the only fucking issue. And guess what? Like. I've listened to this songs from both of those camps and enjoy both of them songs. And this whole time, like, yo, these niggas are not actually playing about what they're saying. No, you just, you know, when it's a difference between it's when it's a Drake and Kanye West type of thing. Yeah. When it's really like, when I see you, it's on site. Yeah. It's no different than, you know, we from here, we from the era of. If I catch you at the Cobo games, I'm beating that ass. Shit, we we seen this shit play out with Blade and Wipeout and all oh, this yeah. shit. Like yeah. we literally I'm glad seen I didn't this go to shit the club up that night. I'm like what there. you said. If I catch you at Cobo, nigga, at, if I for, catch you for at the basketball games, games. I'm gonna work you in my Gucci loafers, and that's gonna be that. You know what I mean? That was the time. Uh, man, this is it's it's really fucked up, man. Uh, but like I've been seeing like a lot. This is the part I don't understand. I'm not a street nigga. As uh, I was raised in the neighborhood I was raised in, but I don't play by the, I don't play in this, this street arena, right? Yeah, exactly. It be so wild to me how offended or how hurt people be when their friends get like murdered or killed and y'all murder and kill people. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand because I feel like you, that's a part of your Turf. Cost yeah. of doing business. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like, I, I'm i from the North End, and it's a bunch of people that grew up with me that are out of their minds. Yeah. And I never could get how you could be like, like, I don't rest in peace people that I know that was, like, Not horrible. <laughs> like, you were a horrible motherfucker. Like, I know a bunch of people I grew up with, they didn't fuck with me. I wasn't a street nigga like that either. I'm from the streets, but I wasn't yeah. in the mix. I mean, I didn't have to be. You know what I mean? But even though it might have been in my house or, excuse me, immediate cousin or best friend or even, you know, siblings or, you know, family, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can't, if you play in the streets, you can't be mad when. I, I really don't understand. I really, you know, I understand. I mean, not saying and not to be insensitive. Cause no life should be taken, but facts. If you are a killer, I can't be like if I know that you for sure do this. And like if you do something and somebody retaliate, they be like, "Man, I can't believe they took my nigga." No, no, you I can't. Just took, like yeah, you can't, can't believe. I it. can't believe it because you a year ago you just did 
some you ran up in everybody's house and did hang the shit. You and know like, what I mean? The pain and the the real emotions that I be seeing. I'm like, you don't think that other You didn't think that was gonna happen? And like the other person that you've done this, yeah, like this is what they're going to. Like you can't that's how karma does. Like it doesn't it doesn't have a time place like oh six up six o'clock on Monday, you're gonna you never know what it's gonna be. It could be your children, it could be your mama, your dad, you know, it could be whatever. Karma doesn't have a a, a certain skirt. Now listen, man, y'all not gonna like this. What I'm gonna say it because it, it gotta be said. Okay. Um at some point we gotta make the people who are involved in this type of stuff, we gotta ostracize them. Uh-huh. We can't look up to it and admire it. Uh, I'm not saying you gotta like go have a fight with the, the dope nigga down the street, but like there can't be this level of admiration to something that you claim to be so tired of. If this is the thing that's ruining your city, your family, your community, the whole nine yards, when your homie who do it come around, like you gotta keep that same energy. Like at some point, we gotta make it not cool, right? <laughs> but that's in my mind, that's a, a very insurmountable task to make the shit or to take the glitz and the glamour away from it. There's always gonna be somebody that finds that shit appealing and that's that's what they want. That's what they want to go after. That's the look that they want. Like I don't and as long as the money is fast, it's going to attract young poor people. Old poor people. It's going to it's going Why you think and this is a real question, because mm-hmm. I, I don't have the answer. Uh black people are not the, we don't own a monopoly on being poor. Especially not in this country. Why do you think we don't? No, I'm saying this is that's the statement. Okay, I'm I'm uh, aware. Because there's more there's poor, a lot of poor white there are more poor white people by number the whole nine yards. Why do you think the gun violence death is so disproportionately to the black poor people? Cause I know we always say like, yo, poverty creates crime and violence and everything. I don't have the answer. So it's like one of those I think gen- it's because we're not all spread out. You're going to find pockets of lots of black people in whatever community that you go in. Like we, we all clumped on top of each other where, where the violence is taking place. So as long, as long as we all pushed in with one another and the guns is available, it's always going to be gun violence because it's going to be stress, trauma, tension, PTSD, lack of lack. Mm-hmm. And niggas going to be ready to go crazy. And we all in this, we all in this one little little cup together. So yeah. you think the poor white people are spread out? They don't got like communities of poorness, or uh, they do. No, no, it's they just that they don't get reported like we do. They kill each other and and their families and everything, and fuck on each other and all kind of just, shit. Just yeah, they a, do. I mean, crime is gonna happen, like, but yeah. specifically like gun violence. And there might be there's going to be more crime of passion yeah. kind of stuff. I'm taking meth. I wonder why stabbings like, and meth. 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 You know what I mean? I wonder why we like we just shoot a nigga. Yeah, yeah we go. That's the first thing we do. I don't understand why. Because it's so cheap <laughs> to get a gun. It's nigga. easier. You can get a it's high, cheap for everybody. To you get, get a, gun, a brand though. new high point for a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, about about two ninety five, three hundred. I mean, because you oh, just a pistol. It's yeah. just not 100%. like what you have to think in the last like three. I remember like ten years ago. I mean, there's more guns. You were going to the, people. you were going to jail if you got caught with a gun. Now you're not really got going to jail for getting caught with a gun. You know what I mean? It used to give you two years flat if your gun were registered. Yeah, or if, yeah, if you get caught concealed, you gonna, they gonna still try to get your ass two to four. Yeah. But 
It's just not like it's just not as hard as it used to be. It's like getting caught with weed. You know what I mean? Now you get caught with weed and ain't the same. You know, now back then, you know, you get caught with a gun. It's kinda like your lawyer can kinda like almost talk you out of it. You know what I mean? We gotta figure this shit out. Cause like Is it our job to? Yeah, because we killing we killing ourselves. Like mm. we gotta figure out like I like I wonder like bypass the police and everybody. What's but what's the black constituency? How do we get enough niggas on the same page to make like it are we do we only get tired when it's a rapper or do we get tired when it's our brother or cousin brother cousin the whole nine yards like when i said we got to figure this out not as in like i would love for it to stop but like at, at some point we got to realize like what the fuck is causing us specifically yeah, like why are you to use mad? more like, i don't think i'm that mad that i want you to die yeah and die is like in in for real I don't. I, I don't have an answer. I, I got some ideas. In for real, that's death. Yeah, and you. <laughs> I'm gonna end this nigga. I'm gonna end this nigga. Yo, this shit is wild, man. Turn his water off. <laughs> so, what y'all boys been up to the last two or three years? Man, it's been like two years since I've been up here. Maybe three. Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. We, we definitely gonna dive into it. I think we got one more. The 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 written house. Oh, okay, case. I mean I ain't trying to. No, right. no, 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 you, 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 you good? You good? All right, man. Listen, I'm, I'm a, what you, so the the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, mm-hmm. verdict came down today. Did you have any like thoughts about that whole case or? Um, I shared a post uh, from a page that kind of like summed me up. Um, it's more shocking because nobody black was killed. But it's more shocking that they still let him off because he's a white guy. So it's kind of that feeling for me where it's like, well, at least it wasn't somebody black. But it's still the whole like white is right thing. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't feel as strongly as I probably would if it was like a young black man that he did it to. Like I probably would be infuriated more. And I have anything against white people at all. I'm not racist at all. But I know they have crime on crime is just as much as we do. And it doesn't get reported. But I think with this situation, by being three gentlemen that were of his same race, I think it's funny that the judicial system still didn't do what they supposed to have done. You know what I mean? Oh, excuse me. What'd you think about the whole situation when it first kicked off in the whole nine yards? I mean, when I was, I did watch bits and pieces of the case and I, I feel like, you know, it was designed for him to win mm-hmm. from, from the inception. It's a slap in the face yeah. for every, for the justice system. But I mean, this is what is J- always Jay always says this around election time. Like we don't make people work for our votes. Mm-hmm. We vote judges in also. Right. And like if you don't if you just had a same old guard there not challenging the status status quo, making niggas earn their vote, earn your ear, earn your time, like you're just going to keep getting the same thing. Uh, I'm I wasn't surprised. It was exactly what I expected it to be Uh, when people was like, you know, that justice was not served. I don't know. You know, justice was not blind in this case, so I don't know what you what exactly you were looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's it is it is what it is. He he went home tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. So on Twitter, I told I tweeted the other day like I'm probably gonna make some people mad with this episode. 
Let's proceed. Because uh, I don't think the nigga should have been charged. And I think he got off because the shit was self-defense. Mm. Even though you crossed state lines with an, for an illegal weapon. For an illegal weapon? Somebody else purchased the gun for him. He didn't go over there and purchase that gun that night. That was his gun already. I go across state lines with a gun because I can do that because it's legal to do so. I drove all the way to South Carolina in an RV with a pistol and a rifle because it's legal to do so. In all those states that I went through, especially with a rifle, with a rifle, I don't need a permit to carry or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The rifle, as long as it's at least 26 inches um, in, in full length, it's a rifle and not a pistol. Mm-hmm. It's not illegal to take your gun from... Every year when uh, we, me and my family went to South, I mean, uh, went to Tennessee, and when I learned how to shoot, my dad put his rifles in the back of the car. We, we drove down to Tennessee, and we shot on my uncle, I mean, my, my grandfather's farm. Like, that is 100% legal to take a gun from state to state, as long as it's a bye by, you know, all the, the laws. Regulation rules. Like, like that. So people was upset, like, I can't believe that he went from state to state with a gun. That's not illegal. Like I got a, I got a permit to carry my pistol and that shit is good in like 42 states. Like my Michigan concealed carry CPL is good in like 42 states in the country. I can go there and still carry my pistol. Not New York, not uh, Chicago, uh, but like in 42 states, like that's 100% legal. Do I think he should have left his house and went down to the protests? I don't think none of y'all should have been out there. Be perfectly honest, because y'all went out there and y'all burnt the fucking police station down. Right. I don't think that anybody had a valid reason to be there other than you wanting to be there. They want to be part of the revolution. Yeah. If so, the revolution occurs, I want my name in a history book. So I'm not saying that you're wrong for going, but if you went, you don't got no legal justification to be there. Anybody can go. But my biggest issue with all this shit, right? Cause I remember when this shit happened. I saw this shit on Twitter. I saw the videos the night of when all this shit happened. Did y'all even look at the video? I saw the one guy trying to hold, like take the gun by the barrel from him and he got shot. So look, young kid out here uh, trying to be super fucking man or super cop or whatever. He, he run around with a rifle. I don't support this kid going over there. Uh, quote unquote, trying to protect uh, the the stores and everything like that, but hey, whatever. It, like I said, if I take if I take down this gunman, I'm gonna be a hero. They gonna have to write about me. But like page three forty six, when the whenever the conflict started, right? This little white motherfucker who has the gun got scared and took the fuck off. So if there's a conflict between me and you, and I got a gun and I, I literally start running away from you. And then you chase me into a, 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 um, a gas station. I fall. There's video, clear video of him throwing something at his head, saying I'm going to kill you and try to take his gun. Like the nigga shot him after he got chased, fell and was in cornered. And then he shot him. The first guy, the second dude, I guess he, what he thinks is, oh, shit, he shot somebody. He comes in with a fucking skateboard and try to hit the nigga in the head over the head with a skateboard. He shot him, too. Mm-hmm. And one of the bullets hit a bystander and shit. I'm not saying 
I support this kid. No, but it's just self-defense after like, a while. Fam, mm-hmm. I'm running away from you. Yeah. I'm leaving the conflict. Basically, like, leave me alone. Like, why would you, why would, first off, don't chase a nigga with a gun. Mm-mm. Don't try to take his gun. Mm-hmm. So the 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 what I'm what I'm angry about or what I'm frustrated about is are y'all sure this is the precedent we want to set? So let's say all right, fuck it, Marv, me, you, and Dane, we we down at the insert next person who get killed by the cops protest, and some white KKK people start chasing us down, back us into a corner, and we got the blicky on it, and they about to do harm to us. If you shoot yourself, you don't want self-defense? Mm-hmm. We going to say that's murder? Mm-hmm. Fam, if you run me into a fucking corner and corner me, and, like, everything is on tape. Mm-hmm. From people's cell phones, from uh, gas station surveillance, from everybody. Like, they damn near, I watched the trial. Like, damn near followed this nigga everywhere he was down there the whole time. Right? Like, it's like he was running from the nigga because he a little scary. He, he He's a kid. Who thought he was about to go out there on some true blooded American? Yeah, I'm about to protect my uh, all yeah. this dumb shit. Trump juiced up off that Trump, yeah. um, and I and I, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't support that. Whatever, right? But he got the right to do it. Just as black folks was out there with their rifles protecting black stores, you got the right to stand in front of a store with a gun because th- you got the right to do it. Yeah. So when this scary ass got into a confrontation with somebody. He took the fuck off. Yeah. Let that nigga know what run. To he got a but gun. But even in their minds, they thought, he a kid. Let's fuck over him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so they, that's why in my mind, I'm kind of like, I seen everything. I seen what was going on. So that's why my mind, my stance is kind of like, you know, he he's not black. You know what I mean? The people weren't black. And that's the kind of shit that white folks do. They mind business that don't mind. That don't them. beat him. Yeah. And they you know was calling I mean? my man like the vigilante. Well, technically, the vigilante is the quote unquote citizen who think he want to be a super cop and go stop a crime. And both of them niggas playing super cop. Nigga thought in his mind, I'm going to disarm him. Yeah. That's why. But you, that's you minding somebody's business. Yes. That's like me seeing you at a, at a store and because you got on your gray jogging suit, your gun sticking out, me try to go reach for your gun. You automatically offensive because you like nigga. I don't know you. Why are you reaching for my gun? Yeah, All right. So when I, first thing you do if we tussle and you shoot me and blast me, the camera is right here showing. Oh, he this nigga came in the store. I'm asking for a black and mild. He tried to reach for my gun. I shot him. So what? I, I'll say this: I got friends of mine uh, who didn't got away with shooting a nigga in self defense. Yeah. Because it was self defense. I, I, I got friends in that in that same I don't know a bunch of people that, that like so this whole idea they got the, away with murders because of self defense. The whole narrative that yo if he was black it's not gonna happen. Fem, I don't know if y'all realize this shit, but you like subconsciously you just telling yourself that you is lesser than the white person. Yeah, like you keep beating that shit into your brain. I'm not telling. That's you why that. it wasn't so much of a big deal for me because I feel like he a white guy. This is what they do. And if you know the story, black people shouldn't be such much, so much in the uproar because they were white. And that's what white people do. I don't play stupid games because I either. don't want to win a stupid prize. There you go. I'm not chasing a nigga at night and corner him who got a fucking gun wrapped around his fucking back. Mm-hmm. 
Like, why would you chase this man? What's up with that? But like everybody is out there because of what happened with George Floyd. Everybody feels so emotional about the situation. We got to stand up. I well, got one situation don't have nothing to do with the other at all. And what you what you standing up for now? Black people across the Twitter, the internet, and everything, we upset because like, we gonna keep it a hundred percent. Like we upset because he a white male and he's going free, and we don't want to see no white male going free because that's the face of our quote unquote oppressor. Like so. White man shot somebody, put his ass in prison. Oh, he only got off because he white. I understand where that sentiment comes from, but did you look at any evidence of the case? Did you look at the video? I'm t- the video I'm talking about. They, I show, I seen no, it in nigga, court. They sat in the lunchroom and watched CNN on a on a break room TV. But it was on my Twitter timeline. It was on my Instagram timeline. Like the night of, like I literally never thought. Like over a year ago, I never thought. I'm like, well, this nigga, they chased him down. When I seen a nigga trying to hit me in the head with a skateboard, I'm like, come on, my nigga. You're not going to hit me in the head with a skateboard. Like, what? bitch, pop. You're dead. <laughs> I'm shooting you. I'm shooting you. Straight the fuck up. And it's self-defense. So much so, if it was just, yo, I'm a nigga out there just trying to shoot niggas, I wouldn't have been running across the street or running, running away from you. I'd have shot your dumb ass where you stood. Not if I'm running across the street. Running into a fucking parking lot, he tripped, and he shot like damn near from the ground. Like the, I'm not making this shit up. Just go look at it. Go on YouTube, shit. But niggas don't look that deep. They they watch the clickbait, and that's how they piece their version of the truth together. One of the uh, and what they hear in the streets. One of the gun pages I follow. Like two days after the shit happened, he broke the video down. Who's also a lawyer? He broke the video down. Was like, yo, this shit is self defense. Yeah. And he broke the shit down. Boom, boom. Utah, YouTube demonetized it and they buried it. You only can watch the video if you got the direct link. And when you click the link, it says, "Hey, this is disturbing." Blah, blah, blah. And you can't even send the link to nobody. Like if I sent you the link, it's not just going. You're not going to click and it's going to play. I gotta type it in. Yeah, like they they've they've hidden the video. It's up, but it ain't up. I feel you. It's like, yo, what's like? Is I'm it, not saying is that. Is it worth me going through all this to look at it? Now, is 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 are there white people who don't like black people in positions of power who can do some fucked up shit just because you're black? Or one hundred percent? Is it white people who can? Um, in positions of power who can help other white people just because they white 100% but that don't mean in every single situation there is you know it's because you white and it's because I mean because you black and because he white my nigga it was self defense now we got two cases going on right now right mm. you can feel how you feel about it like but one is right and one is wrong I mean but you can't never get away from what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong like honesty is just what it but is but we have gotten away from it but that's in why every, it's a problem in every other area of life we've gotten away from what's right is right what's wrong yeah but it what, shouldn't be no it shouldn't but that but that's that old man that's that old school style of thinking they don't want you to think like that. You you welcome the challenge. I'm welcome to be whatever I want to be. So the reason that this shit this type of shit happens is because we know what black people hot button is. Mm-hmm. Anything on some race shit, nigga, I'm paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. And if it comes from a source that you think is relatively trustful, you're gonna believe what they said. Um, you know, CNN said it, so I'm not gonna check it. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. brainwashing to believe in some race shit that ain't even our race. 
Like not, this. I don't understand how this race. shit got too raised. Like, yo, this is because he white. Like, everybody was white. Yeah. Even the nigga who got shot. Like, everybody, everybody was, was white. white. But it's just that because people don't, people just want to be emotional about stuff that is not a fact. So you mean to tell me white people they will just let. playing with your emotions. So white folks will let two white people go who got quote unquote murdered just to let one. Like, it don't make sense to me. It seemed like they'd be like, no, nah, you killed a white person. And shot another one. Like. Yeah. Listen, don't listen to me and be like, yo, Jay, know what he's talking about. Nigga, go to YouTube and watch the video. Go to C SPAN, whatever. Like the trial was planned. So the, it almost ended up being a mistrial for a couple of reasons because the prosecution was fucking horrible. The prosecution tried to u- let him, uh, using his Fifth Amendment right to not incriminate himself as to prove he was guilty. Like, no, my nigga, you get to. To say I'm not gonna talk, I'm gonna talk to a lawyer. This this is going to be that prosecutor's career case, though. This gonna this gonna push this nigga into a book deal. To, to he did a horrible job. It, it don't. This make, nigga tried to tell. He tried to have this nigga on the stand and say his the hollow point bullets um explode inside of you and say if you wouldn't shoot it now what would this do to a deer? Niggas is not going hunting with deer with with handgun rounds it like. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And most people don't. And they take what they see on mainstream. Well, they take what they see on CNN and MSNBC. This is his career case, my nigga. He going to be famous forever off of this shit. Joy this Reed, nigga Price just went the fuck up. Joy Reid from MSNBC. I know y'all like her, but all emotion, no facts. They, they literally just said the judge Got it out. She, he wants to let him free. Like the judge was following the fucking rules, my nigga. You can't use somebody Fifth Amendment right and tell the tell the jury that it was bad that he did it. Fam, that's a that's a grounds for acquittal. I have to tell the jury, hey, everybody can plead the fifth, um, especially at the scene of the crime, because I know for sure if a nigga gets shot and I'm holding the gun, I'm not saying shit to a lawyer get there. Right. Like, we watch enough first 48 for niggas to know to shut the fuck up and speak to a lawyer, but the prosecution they, they tells the jury that he this proves he's evil. This proves he was lying. No, nigga. So the judge has to say, make a correction. Like, hey, that's not it. Like, the prosecution, uh, I guess they had some pretrial shit like, yo, what can we bring in the evidence and what can we not? This nigga brings up shit and evidence that we specifically said you can't bring up. But how do you unhear it? You can't unring a bell. So once you say it to the jury and they hear it, they can't untake that back. He almost had to fucking cause a mistrial on that shit. Right. And she like, well, the judge, he's basically made it up in his mind that that he's going free. Fam, this is I need somebody to be impartial. Follow the rules, even if the rule don't don't. But that's favor your team. That's how these big trial trials work. You is. You got to, besides playing the courtroom, now you got to play the TV, you got to play the cameras. What you I'm have saying to is, sway the if you, are, if you are, allegedly, you are a journalist, then got, you're not a lawyer. You, you're a black woman journalist, that everybody, black girl magic, the whole fucking nine yards. Y'all, you, you can't get on television and say lies on MSNBC and act like it's the truth when it's not the truth. Because, like, this is where we get our information from. Mm. Like, they literally be lying. That's not right. That's not fair. And this is where we go to our to, to, to get our news to deform our opinions about what we should care about. Like, you can't do that, dog. 
Like that's just not right, dog. It's just not. It's, it's fucked up, and it's fucked up that I, that this nigga white and I got a damn near defend it. Yeah, but I mean, right is right. You know what I'm you know, I mean, you know, but that's the honest, that's honest on you, and honest on the real. Like the real is the real. We don't. No want, matter what the color is. So Amal Aubrey case is going on too, right? Right. So two different cases, two different scenarios. Similar in a bit because it's like. So this is what's interesting to me. The prosecution in uh, this Wittenhouse trial was like, yo, you can't cause a conflict and then it didn't say self-defense. You just can't do it. Well, ain't that what got George Zimmerman off? Ain't that what we were saying? Like, yo, he should have just not confronted him, not did the whole nine yards Not pursue like the lady on the tape told him. Yeah. So in this particular case with the little white boy, he got the fuck out of there. I actually didn't pursue a confrontation. Like, I literally ran. I did what y'all, what allegedly you supposed to do, and shit still happened. Now, Amal Aubrey, he running, right? And two guys run up on him, and he fights for the gun. He gets killed. So the precedent we was just trying to say is like, is is it okay to fight for the gun or is it not okay to fight for the gun? Cause if all my, I mean like in the, in the Aubrey case, he fought for the gun, but he clearly was not the aggressor. Two people rolled down on him with guns and caused the altercation. We can recognize that that's wrong. Well, this is the exact opposite situation in that case. So both things can't be true. Like, so two white dudes, Saw one person, both ran down there, caused altercation, they brought the guns, and the person they chased got shot. That's almost the exact opposite situation. And Aubrey, that case is going, they going to jail. They defense just asked for a plea deal. Like, they losing that case. There's no way that they're winning that case. Unless... I mean, <laughs> let's 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 stay optimistic. Yeah, but they, there's no way that they win in that case, dog. So I, I personally think justice, rightfully so, will be served um, in that case. But come on, man! Like I get it. People on the internet, y'all want to be, y'all want to be victims so fucking bad. Man, another one, man. If this was black, if they was black, I tell you why. <laughs> uh, last month in Chicago. There was a shootout between two rival gangs. Two people got killed. No, one person got killed and two people got shot and injured. Police came out and said mutual combat. Nobody got arrested. Mutual combat. Mutual combat. Wow, wow, West. The 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 district attorney stuck by it. Lightfoot. She stuck by it. So I hear what y'all that saying. That sounds like I'm just wiping my hands of the shit. And it's over with. So I hear what y'all saying. Yo, if they was black, they going to jail, they'd be dead. Mm-hmm. No, it, it clearly not. No, clearly not. Mm-hmm. Because niggas can have a shootout in the street, 60, 70 rounds slow off, somebody dies, and they like, ah, you know, mutual combat. I've never heard of mutual combat. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I, learned something, I learned something brand new today, but that shit sound wild as hell that, you know, you... Now, to be honest... Mutual combat is typically not used in a situation where there's a gun violence. Typically, if somebody they get into a fight, 
yo, both y'all niggas are scrapping. We we don't know who to take to jail because mm-hmm. y'all was mutually agreed to fight. So we not pressing charges. I ain't never seen that shit in a shootout. I guess they was like, yo, we came here and we don't know who started the shootout. So y'all all can go home. But I thought y'all said that if they was black, then either they dying or everybody going to jail. Because Chicago is the home of the racist cops who killed the the young black. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They Tamir killed Rice. No, no Tamir no, no, Rice no. was in Ohio. Um, but the uh, the little, well, I think he was like 13 years old. He was running at night. Um, they shot another kid in the back a bunch of times. Like Chicago has a, a very bad. Relationship. Chicago has a bad rap with black on black and the whites. Yeah, like they scared. So the 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 flaw in this thought process that. Yo, if that was black, I mean, anybody can always pull up a case and be like, well, it didn't happen in this case. Like, just leave that all this. If there was, you don't know. So how So how do we eradicate this? How do we change the narrative with black on black or the cops doing, like, are we holding the cops, cops ac- accountable for what they're doing? I think they should be 100%. Um, are we marching on Washington or wherever we supposed to march to? Does that work still? Never work. Are we tweeting and are we, because I know they might go down my timeline and be like, he's a, he just said his dick was hard at two in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? How does that work with him yeah. being serious about, you I know? I mean, shit, my dick could be hard at two o'clock in the morning and I don't want police to kill me. Exactly. Two things can be two true. Two things can be true. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I feel about anything. Because yeah. if I tweet it there, if I tweet it, I'm going to say it on Facebook too. Yeah. And I'm going to say it on my Insta story on Instagram. So I feel that way. So it. in real life, this is how I think we fix this shit. Mm. Uh, families need fathers. Okay. Uh, I think it's, it's too many people, too many single parent homes out here. And I think that is the beginning of the destruction of of human shit <laughs> well or us specifically but i mean there there's there there are statistics that say that uh a, a person is like two to two to three times more likely to go to jail to drop out of schools all the other stuff man but how do you systemically make people want to have fathers in the home or this ain't no systemic this is the individual thing stop fucking having a baby and not taking care of the child uh-huh. that's it being like be involved. Your kid need a, a masculine and and feminine. Mm-hmm. Like start there. But then you have to think a lot of them guys ain't they ain't masculine because they ain't because they not masculine. Mm-hmm. They didn't they they were raised by the feminine mm-hmm. and they got a fake version of masculinity mm-hmm. from their mom because they thought that that was what the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, you masculinity ain't being overly aggressive and, and fighting and that's not yeah, masculinity. arguing and shit yeah, yeah when people say that's toxic masculinity no that's just toxic that's just toxic that don't have nothing to do with masculinity mm-hmm. but if you don't have that base or you haven't seen it you don't know yeah i think literally fundamentally that's what you got to do don't it ain't got a whole it ain't a whole system we got to fix the whole world you individually take care of your seed Mm-hmm. Be there. If you can't be there financially, be there physically. Because the court can't stop you from being there physically for your kid. You may not be able to pr- provide financially. I'm out of work. I'm this, whatever. You got to do that, dog. Because if I if you grow up in a two parent home, I mean a single parent home, what how the economy is, your mind gotta get two jobs, man. 
Yeah. And now that you got two jobs, now I'm not there. And now you're doing whatever the fuck you want to. And now you're leading into the streets because I'm about to go hang out with the homies. And now I'm hanging out with the homies and idle time is a devil's playground the whole nine yards. Listen, a, a tangible thing that that we that you we can do specifically. You ain't got to worry about white people, black people, the whole nine yards. It's three things actually. Graduate from high school, mm-hmm. get a full time job, two, and don't have a baby before you get married. Okay, you right. will never be in poverty. Statistically, yeah. you won't be in poverty. Right. And if we are linking all these violent crimes and all this fucked up shit to poverty, there go three things you can do. Right. You it don't inquire it don't require no white man it don't require no nothing. It's a hell of a task though. It ain't. You had your three children with your wife, right? Yes. You graduated from high school, right? I did. You had a full time job, right? I do. You did it. How hard was it? (laughs) Smile. I'm just one person. I'm talking. That's all it takes. We all. we can't. You can't fix an entire system. The what? What? My, what? What they say? The most revolutionary thing you can do it's is take care of your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if you just take care of your family, if that's everybody you if everybody do a little, don't nobody gotta do a lot. Yeah. That's it's easy. Just take care of your fucking family, or don't have no fucking kids. I get it. Your, your flesh wants something, but if we looking for an answer. That that can start it. That's not the the end all be all. That don't, that don't mean tomorrow everything is fixed. But fourteen years from now it might be fixed when it's time for that nigga to to get active. If he comes from a place of love, he got two two solid. You got a lot of variables in there, Jason. It's three. Graduate high school, get a full time job. You talking about the young man coming from a place of love, and you know it's 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 a lot of variables. My bad for expecting you to love your child. Like, why is that a variable? Why don't you love your child? You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not talking about me. I'm like, no, not you. I'm saying, even if you don't love the child, mom, why? Why wouldn't you love your child? You're like, that's basically that's a given. <laughs> Should be a given. Like, I, like I shouldn't even. Not you. Like, there shouldn't be a pushback on you Mm-mm. if you love your kid or not. But then you have to think about it's a lot of people that just don't know how to love. That's a fact. You know, like we we didn't catch the like the people our age group on down are very good with their kids. Like I hear or see my little cousins and I'm always like I'm going to my child's doctor's appointment. And, you know, how many people parents was, you know, our age demographic was the father was there mm-hmm. or even going to a doctor's appointment or going because the mama couldn't go. You know what I mean? It wasn't really a lot of that. So. You see that I see it more now in the generation that's that eighty three to eighty eight demographic. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of be on their kids. Like, Facts. oh, I'm at you know I'm at parentation conference. I'm I drop them off and pick them up from school. The kids call me. They hungry or whatever. You know, I go up to the school because they kind of like got the free reign to kind of like do whatever. So you know. I feel like, you know, they doing a good job. It's more than what I've seen coming up in my hood. Like, I didn't see a, a lot of fathers, even if their father was in the hood. They was, like, in the streets or half crackheads or half, yeah. you know, used to be the man and then got some, some kind of way. You know what I mean? So, 
Just that whole thing that you kind of like see. Yeah. Man, that's true because I'm in that age range and like. Like I'll be 41 Monday. Oh, I know y'all like a, like a year behind me, right? Yeah, I'll be yeah 40 I just turned in, uh, 40. I'll be 40 in April. Okay, you 40? Yeah. 99. Yep. Okay. But like uh, 2000. So like I think we in that that range where like we old but we young. Like I like I see both sides of it. Now. Oh yeah, cuz we in the middle. Yeah. Like at oh, 41 I, I like my cousins and them are like 35. And they are like I used to rap. I don't really have time for that no more. I got you know my kids at the hospital, that type of thing. Where with me, the people that's my age, their kids are now 25, we 40, 41. Yeah. yeah. The kids are like 25, 24. That kind of like I'm grown, this and that. I got a grandbaby on the way. We at that mark yeah. of being like unk. Or like now I'm considered the OG. Yeah. You know what shit, I mean? I got, great, like, I got a great nephew. That type of shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's wild. My great uncle Jason. I got a great nephew. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wild. Like so, my nephew had a baby like two years ago. So that's funny. Same. You know what I mean? Yeah. But on the flip side, it's a blessing to see it. Mm-hmm. It's a blessing to see it. I'm happy to see it. Hell yeah. Shit. I want to get another 40 summers out this bitch. I there you go. I got to get an, at least another 40. Yeah, I need a, you need another 40. I mean, I figured like in the next two years or so, I'm going to pop out a little a little Jay Johnson at some point. Well, you say you're busting somebody down. Uh, yo. I'm about to come. After two years. I'm not saying it. I'm you're like, not? I'm not going to tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it. It's just, yeah. say it's just too late. I left it in. <laughs> I'm uh, the king of that. I'm about to come. You, uh, what you doing? Oh, okay. You moving? My bad. Yeah, I'm about to come. Um, so shit. By the time that motherfucker, I gotta give him. A, I gotta give him at least forty. Yeah, you know what get, I'm saying. You get forty. You, you know, they get college. They get you know a, a wedding. Get your two step on as as you know Jay Johnson uh, at the yeah. wedding. You definitely be an old daddy by the by the wedding. I'd be yeah. old in age. You'd be sixty seven. That's up. That's a good age. Yeah. That's up there. You're not that old, but you still can move around. You, know? yeah, you ain't 70, you ain't 60. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see what it is. Hey, but man, I just hope I just hope God let us see it. You know, there you I hope, go. I hope, that's how I be. Like, you know, that's, that's all I want. come everybody like, what you doing? I'm like, I'm just happy to be here. I don't, yeah, I just I don't have a God lot to say. See it. So, so your birthday is Monday. Happy birthday. Thank you, bro. Yeah, man. Happy early Appreciate birthday. It. Why do you... Why do you think there's such a difference between women's birthdays and men's men's birthdays? Because we're not dramatic. Uh-huh. Women are dramatic with everything they do. Oh, like they got a birthday God. month. It's, they do everything every day. They gotta have an outfit. They gotta have a cake. They, you know, it's all for show because they're not really showing for themselves. They showing for the best friend that they can, really don't like. Can I share a pet peeve that women do for their birthday? What they do? Maybe you might appreciate this, Marv. Uh-huh. I don't. There might be some fashion reason behind it. Uh-huh. Like everybody at my birthday dinner. Got to wear white, but I show up in like all red or something. That's that's your birthday. I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Something about that shit I don't like. Well, something about <laughs> what I, I don't, don't like, like is this that's kind of what I'm used to. What I don't like is you make your birthday an entire fucking month. And a nigga asks you how old you are. You you you. Oh, I don't tell my age. But God no, damn it, you've been telling me it's you your birthday for a month. Yeah. God damn, how old like are you? Like me, like I'm gotten um my homegirl Deshaun is making my cake. She make amazing cakes. I'm like, 
She like, how many people you feeding? Nobody. <laughs> this is for me. <laughs> I, I had people over to the house last it, November. It doesn't matter what size the cake is. You won't finish it. You can't finish a birthday cake. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's I'm impossible. like, she like, I know what kind of you like. I like yeah, my, cook, my cake last year was a, a whole sheet and it was marble with Cool Whip icing. Yep. So everybody liked it. Just you the know way a birthday yeah, cake nigga, is constructed, yeah, nigga you cannot be, eat that whole thing. He may be on to something, dog. Everybody ate all my cake. It was nothing left. Uh, I don't know. Deshaun cakes are moist and good, I'm and it's good. It's edible. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, the, <laughs> like Deshaun, pussy. She, the, she got her moist cakes. Moist cakes. Okay. She got cakes, too. I'm just saying, more, up, often, more often than not, the birthday cake wins. Birthday cake wins. Yeah. It's 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 hard. Nigga, Listen, start eating birthday hey, yo, people birthday came over to my crib. Birthday cake thirty nine. Jason zero. Okay. Yeah, like, but people came over to my crib and literally was like, "Well, I'm about to go, but can you cut your cake?" And I'm like, "It's not twelve o'clock." They like, well, "Can you cut your cake?" I'm like, "Hmm." You stay at twelve o'clock. I didn't get a birthday cake. I had to buy my own birthday cake. You know what I don't like? A nigga try to cut through your name on your birthday. Yeah, cake. excuse me. We That's some hard shit. Yeah, you, you want to you want to fight? Luck. You want to fight me, right? Mm-mm. That's what you want to do. I'm supposed to cut my name. I'm supposed to do the first cutting and cut my own name. Yeah. Like everybody know you cut around that part. You cut around it. Or the, or if you if you was a kid and you had a picture in the middle, you cut around that bitch. Cut around it. Yeah. That's wild. Um, I might have to freeze the part with my picture on it. Yeah. Cause a nigga freeze a birthday cake. And that cake is still win. Mm. I put cake in the refrigerator sometimes. I ain't never froze it though. My mama used to bake cakes. Like, that was her hustle. So on the weekend, she it always be like some shit there. Mm. And sometimes, like... It was sweet potato cakes, for, sweet potato pies for my grandmother. Man, you ever had a sweet potato cake? Yeah, my cousin, D.R. makes them. Man, I had one of them motherfuckers, dog. It was a... Man, that shit... Was it Ava's cakes? No, it was this old lady from... She was like one of the trainers at work. We hired in from like this third party and shit. And uh, she used to bring these sweet potato... Pound cakes. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker was. Yeah, my cousin crazy. makes them and everybody kind of buys I love them. the woman at work that sell baked goods. She is <laughs> always. A f- That's one thing I miss about being in the office. But I do love a good fresh baked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, so, Mar, man. At any point of the day. Any point yeah, of anytime. the day. Anytime. As soon as you come in. Yeah. Eight o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, let me get that. Because niggas who bring in baked goods, I'm not eating I'm not eating that. No, unless I just know for sure that you cook baked goods. You know, it's you know it's a vile combination, but jobs give it to you: orange juice and fucking donuts. Yeah, I don't like that. That's they want you to stomach. They want you to splat. (laughs) Orange juice and donuts. Yeah, Yeah, they want you to splat. It's always it's always juice and donuts. Yeah, Yeah, apple juice and donuts. That's that's a splatter. Yeah, what about a donut making a breakfast food? A what? Breakfast like donuts be eaten in the morning. Like I don't really like. Food in the morning, cause like I go to Dunkin' I think, Donuts. I mean, you know what? Like I'm at the age now. Like I'm if I'm at the office, I'm going to use the bathroom. I'm not going to not like I'm hold using, it. I'm using the bathroom. I'm not holding it. I'm not in high school. You held it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, you that's, home. Diff- that's different. If you got yeah, your, you, you don't want nobody know that you use the bathroom. Yeah, but see, it was different for me because I was a swimmer, so it was easy for me to be like, I'm going down out to the, the locker room. Going out to the locker room. Boom. Oh man, I used to love when I was working yeah. midnights at the at the one joint. Like I had the whole bathroom to myself. And oh, shit. he was good. It was a couch in that motherfucker. I was sneaking there and sleep. Yeah, tearing up. Four o'clock in the morning, I'd be tired as fuck. Yeah, tearing up. Bathroom. I'm only I'm the only man there, so there's nobody coming in the men's bathroom. There you to go. Figure out, figure out I'm sleeping on the fucking couch and shit. Yeah, he was he was the winner. Yeah. Uh, what you was about to ask me, bro? Damn, it just slipped my mind. 
That's a fashion question. That good thing is like so Mars. Sleep at the work. Oh, anywho. So look, Mars, since last time you've been here, man, a lot of shit didn't fucking happen, man. I've been seeing you uh on the sets of movies. Mm-hmm. Um you didn't you took over uh um Clubhouse for a hot second. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Seen you just won an award, you know okay. what I'm saying, recently, man. Tell me about what's been going on. Tell me about these movie sets and designs and stuff you've been into. So basically I did two movies from like um I did one in February and one in August. So Dimes just came out like October 30th, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically... Uh, shout out the hoops. Shout out, did you see the scene? <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? <laughs> yeah. Did y'all enjoy it? I was on the other side of the wall, right? I had to be there for the top. Yeah. That's, that's wardrobe. Um, it was basically uh, Darren Brown asked me to do the wardrobe for it. And it was basically, it's a satire, it's a, it's a dramedy. And um, they basically wanted to make sure that the three women were correct throughout the movie because they are Detroit hairdressers or work in a salon. Yeah. So we know how prevalent and how the Detroit girls get down within salons here in Detroit. Then I did another movie in August with this guy named Kasim. Um, he all his movies are like, um, you know, uh, Sundance films and all of this kind of stuff. He got a lot of things that's online and, you know, in the, that was in the show. And that was basically the movie that I did in August with uh, the Uncle Jerome from, um, where's Uncle Jerome from? Uh, Snowfall. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So Uncle Jerome was here for like maybe 19 days, 10, 11, 12, 19 days, Omari Hardwick. So I styled him, uh, went about his stuff from um he only had like two scenes but he was here for like three or four days over like the weekend this past weekend right uh well no he probably came back to probably shoot whatever they probably had Uh, him to shoot Uh, they didn't call me for that but um he was basically here in all in august middle of august to do his parts and he was basically like the best friend of the character which is uncle jerome so i was there to style uncle jerome and him so it's just basically been like movies basically from Clubhouse because I was saying that that's what I wanted to do. I had never did a movie. I did a bunch of video and a bunch of photo shoots and stuff. So I never did a video. I mean, did a movie. I'm sorry. And um, so that kind of happened from Clubhouse. Let's talk about Clubhouse for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got on like that's no, dope as fuck though. November of uh, Thanks, last year, before you know, mm-hmm. we was all on there four, five, and six in the morning. Yeah, hell yeah. I think you fell asleep on us one night. Yeah, but listen, nigga. Matter I of fact, Clubhouse from the jump. Matter of fact, maybe we bought all them fucking websites. So yeah, that was Christmas Eve. That was Christmas. Yeah, like, yeah it's feel, coming up on a year. We got yeah, to pay again. Yeah, it was for a dollar. Yeah, I gotta sell some. I gotta shit. sell some of that shit to see if they want to buy them. Yeah, hell yeah. I gotta go back on there. I gotta go through my YouTube. I mean, through my um, Yahoo. Um, but you was, you know, you had a a room that you was doing like Mondays at eight o'clock. Yeah, Mondays eight o'clock, Detroit. And uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, why you started doing that shit? Well, I was on Clubhouse, and a lot of times, by me being in the wardrobe style and fashion style and costume area, it would be a lot of rooms, but they would be like New York rooms, and it would be like. Everybody that's from New York, that is somebody, which are they are someone, but I didn't see Detroit people in there. Yeah. And then it would be like, it would be an LA room and it wouldn't be no Detroit people there. And then when they would call me up to the stage because I had all these followers and then all these people would know, kind of know who I was because I would be on there so much. I would be like, well, I'm Arv Neal. I'm from Detroit. I do 
the style and I work with these and run down my whole a list of people that I rent work with. And they would kind of be like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like he the shit. So I was just like, well, I feel like us here in Detroit, we are all automatically stars. So why not have a room just for Detroit people? Yeah. And if you from New York, that's fine. If you from Brooklyn or LA, that's cool to come by, but we not fucking with you today. Today on Monday at eight o'clock is about my Detroit people that is doing all of the stuff. And a lot of people, we didn't all know each other. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, we might have seen each other around. You know, Detroiters, we don't speak to each other. We look at each other like we crazy. And we don't know what's going on. So I think a lot of times, that's kind of like what it was. Like, um, we just, I felt like for all of the people that was coming into the room, all of the Hill Harpers and the uh, young lady from Brownstone, I can't think of her name. But it would be a lot of people that are from Michigan that are superstars or was superstars in the nineties and they were coming to the rooms and sit and listen or talk and follow people. Uh, Raheem divine, um, would come through and say his stuff and, um, Rasan Patterson and a bunch of Royce to five, nine, a bunch of different people that don't follow me on Instagram. They was following me on there because we were kind of doing it like every Monday at o'clock or, you know, 10 o'clock and we, everybody at the time was up. So it was just, it made sense to connect. We got a couple of people that were um, that linked with Hill Harper to get their stuff in his store. Mm-hmm. Um, I did movies because of that, because me speaking on what I wanted to do. Um, and it was just kind of a thing of us kind of connecting and wanting to help out all of the Detroiters. Man, I, I, one that was extremely dope because you got to brung all these Detroit folks to the room and mm-hmm. everybody was pinging. Like, the rooms got really large. They you know were. What I'm saying? Everybody mm-hmm. got to say, hey, yo, my name is such and such. This is what I do. And literally be able to connect. And wasn't nobody in there like high side and like, yo, I'm the go-to person for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Clubhouse got to, everybody had this elevator pitch and everything sounded real fake and, and generic. But I thought these rooms was dope. And this was one of the, one of the reasons where I thought like, yo, Clubhouse is the place to be because when you get into good rooms with good people, you really can share and experience different things. I mean, shit, he didn't pull two movies off the motherfucker. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought it was extremely dope and we uh, was rocking that shit for a while, man. Yeah. I, um, I think I work. I was on there every night or every other night up until from like November to about maybe like February. Man. And like once I started doing the movies, costume design, I kind of stopped, but it was like, I was costume and designing there. And then I was still doing shoots and stuff too for Q11 or whoever was contracting me out. Yeah. So it was just like it kind of made people kind of like whoever didn't know or didn't think they could afford me or didn't think they would I would work with them because I don't look like the stylist dude. You know what I mean? I'm not the proverbial fashion looking guy. So it was just that kind of thing. I think they kind of was like, "Oh, he cool." You know, I don't think he didn't really look cool. You think you um you getting your just do around here? Not really, because it's constantly a thing of me teaching people how to uh, teaching people about wardrobe styling. Okay. It's more so than reaping the the benefits of it. Because if I go to New York or L.A. or Atlanta, I can charge, you know, five thousand dollars and get it without them questioning. It. Yeah. Detroit is always like. So what are you know? Where's my money going? Or what am I getting for this? Because Detroiters all kind of dress nice, male or female. You know, whether if it's their style or not, depending on who they are, they may feel like I don't need this nigga to tell me what I you know what I mean, yeah. what I need to wear. 
uh, what the fuck I need this nigga for? Who is he? You know, it's always that kind of talk. You think that's because uh, I never really thought about it that way? Because Detroiters, you know, we do got our own style mm, of fashion. We do, and we we be we kind of we be hustling very. And we be so. scamming a lot. A lot of a lot of people do, and so everybody like a natural skeptic. Oh, yeah, trying to get me. What, yeah, tell me what this for. Yeah, type of shit. Um, I saw you just recently won an award. However, yes. Uh, who? What did that? Where? Who? Where was that from? So it's from the um. Don't get me wrong. Let me look at my phone while we talking. Uh, it's uh the let me see. So I can tell you, um, they're based out of New York, and they are the. I don't want to say New it York showing love. New York showing love. So the full figure um, uh, industry awards. Okay. Um, they are basically, it's a full, a big full figure and curvy um, community. Millions and millions of people. Um, I was one of the first black men with a beard and a bald head that they kind of were like recognizing before like the Savage Fenty, all of that. So I was doing blogging for the Curvy Fashionista. Mm. And then from that, they kind of knew that I was doing wardrobe styling. Everybody else kind of had like regular blue collar jobs. And then over the last, maybe I say since 2017, they just kind of been like either regramming my work or my outfits or and then you start, I start seeing a lot of little Marvins, no, no shade. <laughs> and then they basically was like, you know, we, we going you know, we got a male fashion stylist and we want to put you in to the category. And I didn't think I was going to win because I don't ever win shit. So they wind up um, putting me on and then I won. Man, that's what's up, So man. they uh, supposed to send my award. Um, they said it's a big glass award. Supposed to come one day this week, hopefully. That motherfucker on the mantelpiece and shit. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it come on my birthday, like one Monday. That'll be super. That'll be cold, right? Yeah. That'll be a cold ass birthday gift. Yeah, I appreciate that. Man, you know what's it's, what's interesting is, man, um when you love the craft, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't do it for the applause or no, the not at all. But when you get noticed for something that you do and you win something, yeah. that shit hit different. It feel good because it's it's kinda like so they gave me an award, and then maybe like 2016 R&B singer Joya, that's from here, Joya Owens, that made I Just Want to Love You All Over and all of that kind of shit. She, her company that she works with honored me at um, inside of the book Cadillac. Mm. And um, that was the first time I ever had been like honored, and they gave me an award for that and shit too, like in fashion. But it's just that. Detroit is known for fashion, but they don't know how to, I'll say, Detroit is a mall city, and now the malls are dying. Mm. So it's harder for me to do my job here than it would be anywhere else. If I went to Atlanta and said I'm a stylist, it would be easy. Detroit doesn't have showrooms. Detroit doesn't have a lot of the stuff that New York, Atlanta, L.A. has or Miami. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, I'm always teaching people what I do. I'm always telling people what I do. Do you have like relationships with like the boutiques around here? I have great relationships. Many, many of the boutiques that give me whatever I want, which is good. Neiman knows who I am, but only if it's for editorial. They don't give a fuck if I say, oh, I'm, I'm dressing Dame and Jay Johnson. They're like, you know, you got to you know, wear your card. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But if it's for a magazine, they're like, oh, come get whatever you want to get because we know you. 
So it's just always that kind of thing. They're always trying to figure out how they can bounce back it back to them. Only difference is that by me being who I am, my na- they know who I am. So I don't have to leave a car like everybody else, but it's just always that same fight to me, I feel, over and over. Yeah. Um, so to my point, it's like, you know, when you do win something, it feel like it feel good that you're because you know how much you put into it. Mm-hmm. And then when you don't get your your, your just do, you know, it kind of it kind of it kind of sting a little bit. You know, so I'll saying? say this. I never get jaded or I never feel away. I'm Sagittarius. I'm real cool. I'm real like whatever, you know, kind of nonchalant and blase. But when that Bottega show came here and nobody sent me an invite or asked me if I wanted to work it, I was hot for a whole day. I don't think I went on social media one day. And I rarely do that. Like, I didn't go on Twitter. I didn't go on Instagram. I didn't go on shit. Only because I feel like if I was – if I was going to New York, I would have had an invite. You came to my city, and I don't know if it's I'm not doing enough, but y'all had people at this show that ain't really Marv Neal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then ain't no no way to them because I fuck with them, but still. But I understood once I heard like the the creative director didn't want. No fashion people there, no whatever, whatever. But it's just still like these people do fashion. So why would you not put me there? You know what I mean? Uh, invite me here. Invite me here. I'm gonna talk. I'm I mean, like, you let me decide if I if I'm vaccinated or yeah. I, whatever your stipulations is that you like. Okay, well he can't come in, but still and give me an invite to see if I want to come. I could have been working in New York or L.A. or wherever, but you just supposed to still extend that. So I be feeling like as hard as I work, I'm not working hard enough for them to be like, oh, why he wouldn't. I mean, I didn't even get a, a invite to the after party. Like, like sometimes like my, my nigga, you know who I am. Yeah. Like, but it's now I see it as disrespect. That too. Because like, it's, it's nobody else that get busy like I do. Like if you in the industry, it is disrespect. It, yeah, it, 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 it is. Just, like I don't want to tiptoe around it. I just want to call it what I, it I is. Feel, I feel like Jay was gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was, <laughs> but it is. It is fucking disrespect. It is. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just gonna. I didn't want to rant today. You but, can. But Jay, Jay, Jay tossed me the alley oop. Yo, when you look at the annals of history, one day. You know what I'm saying? The greats that came before you, the forefathers of this of this new world that we living in. Like, yo, when it comes to this podcast shit in Detroit, if you don't put me and Jay name in that shit, the, the history didn't happen. Exactly. The history didn't happen. Because you guys do a good job, right? So just imagine how I feel. It didn't 12, happen. 13 years in the making. All these countless magazines and everybody in Detroit that I, I work cre- with. I created a lane here for that other was people. never here. That was never here. Never and here. And even it was people that were trying to do it, but they just didn't do it like me. You know what I mean? That were trying to be like doing or whatever. They didn't stick to it like me. So nobody have, have fucked the cow like I did it. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like. <laughs> I never heard that, but you I'm know what I mean? it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Like nobody had really did it how I did it. May even open the lane for all the other six, seven, eight people that I can name. That it called me for information or I send them, you know, different shit or this is the place you're supposed to go to. This is what you're supposed to do. And that's what make it even better when I can say I did it and I helped somebody else. Yeah. We're, we're not looking for nothing back. No, not looking no, for nothing. No, I mean, no, no, no reciprocation. Because I, did, I didn't have nobody that I can. I didn't. That's when I started it. out, 
it wasn't no boutiques that was trying to let the big six feet dude come in and pull their clothes. Man, who the fuck is you? You know what I mean? What you mean, words of style? What is that? You know what I mean? They, because Detroit don't know. Detroit know. The black party is November 6th. That's on a Saturday. That means I got Friday or Saturday to find me an outfit to go. I'm used to going by myself to go do that. They don't know about you can hire somebody to go do that. And you can go ahead and do your eight-hour shift at job, at your work, hair, mm-hmm. salon, or wherever you got to do it. You ain't got to worry about shit. They don't know nothing about that. But this is a white-collar glove job that's in New York, L.A., or even other little other because there's other cities and people that get busy. Because, like, everybody got fashion sense in Detroit. They but do. But we're not known for fashion. Like, no. New York is known for fashion. Like, L.A. is Hollywood and shit. Like, so those areas are known yeah. for that shit. But I can and see, we take that shit for granted. I can see for myself there would be certain shit that I want to get fly for, but I don't want to dress myself. Like, I want somebody else to... Or you just might not have time. You might say, Marv, I fuck with Marv. I'm comfortable with Marv. Marv can come and take my measurements. I might not be comfortable with the next dude taking my measurements. Because I might not have to have on no clothes. So, it's all a comfortability that I have to come to your crib where your kids is at. And, like, I would trust Marv to know... um, Even if... Even if... Let's say you bring back an outfit that... It wouldn't have been something that I would have picked. Uh-huh. But, like, I know his eye. He knows where I'm going. He knows that this shit is going to kill. I don't even know what's going to kill. I, I'm but he knows what's going to Yeah, gonna, and then and still not kill. make you look like a clown. like Because yeah. in Detroit, you always kind of like, yeah, I don't want to put on. This nigga got a little heel on the back of my shoe. <laughs> I don't want to put that on. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> you kind of like, even with me, I kind of like, even when I, work with, when I work with Vance, it was kind of like he wasn't at the super high-end name that he is now. Like, he was kind of, like, still an Eastside nigga. I put him in a Versace robe before everybody. He was kind of like, damn, nigga, like, nigga, this shit is Versace glasses, Versace robe, Versace flip-flops, Versace t-shirt, Versace gym shoes. You know what I'm saying? Just shit that I was able to pull out of my ass to make it happen for his pints and you. Now he's uh, everything is Gucci and everything is Moschino and everything is everything. But this now it's all about Versace. You copy exactly, my style. but Seven, you know what I mean. Nah. But the, but that was the first one that was kind of like nigga. Yeah. First you y'all still and no shade you know these my niggas, but y'all was still District eighty one jogging suits and Joe's Carniana jogging suits match your Jordans. Man, uh, we're gonna put you on some shit. This is before the nigga that was sucking Black China dick. You know what I mean? The Black China was sucking his dick. You know before this nigga. So it was just kind of like. That type of thing. Like, I'm always thinking of how I can make my name elevate here because there shouldn't be no reason why I'm not invited to shit or motherfuckers don't know who I am. Yeah. But I think that's that's what people got to learn is, you know, exactly what you do because you, I mentioned it I, or, or briefly, like, a stylist going to take you from that next level. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if I'm going to the Nas concert tomorrow night and I want to kill it, you know, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a stylist to take me to that next level. Can I get fresh for the concert? Yeah, I can wear some Tims, some jeans, and some polo something. Yeah, and be fresh for the concert. But well, like, nigga, I, gotta, I wanna be seen. Yeah, but it ain't even in that. It's like, well, you want to be seen, but you gotta want to also know that this is something that you gotta pay for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's no different than if I say I want to book three hours of Shop Talk podcast. I know I gotta pay a hundred dollars an hour. You know what I mean? Because this is what they charge for their services for me to get my point across, whatever. What's so crazy and shit? Because, like, I can't even charge what I'm worth or or what, you the, should. what the industry is. Uh, or 
I'm gonna have we have a conversation, but it's 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 interesting. It's yeah. Um, so just like with me, I'm in this place of entrepreneurship and still kind of like, hey, I ain't getting unemployment right now. I need some money, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody else throughout the city. I fill out all these jobs. I'm stuck in this conundrum of my resume read to Alcohol, and then y'all still want to hire me. But you want to hire me and you want to charge, you want to pay me $17 an hour. I can't do nothing with that. I got a three-bedroom house, my own car, all my own bills and everything I got to do. So if you're not coming like 25 and better, I don't really know what to tell you. I just had to turn down a job for a lucrative place because they like, oh, well, you know, we want to give you a job. And it's for like three months. But it's only $17 an hour. But we're going to have you doing everything in the world every day. No. Sorry. Not for all the shit I know. Mm-mm. When I know that y'all don't even want to let, you know what I mean, nobody pull y'all shit to style. And then all of the shit that's damaged, that's Valentino, y'all, you know what I'm saying, want to mark down after y'all act like ain't shit wrong with it. You know what I mean? And then when somebody in the store get it. So it's just like I know too much and they kind of be like, eh. I don't know if I want to hire him because he might be the store manager after right. I leave. You know what I mean? Why he's I'm here. intimidated by him. He I'm, can, basically, yeah. He can do my job. Easily. Because the most thing of it is, at the end of the day, is count that register. Once you count the register, everything else is kind of like, they don't give a fuck. Man, I was kind of gaslighting you a bit. And I would say this. I'm not going to call nobody out or anything like that. But, like, uh, we've been doing this podcast shit very successfully um since 2016 um shit i didn't even did a whole nother podcast with my homeboy aunt uh training that aunt which is ultra successful um since like 2018 or so and 140 different podcasts then got their home and they birth you know what i'm saying right through these walls you know what i mean so anything going around if you somebody in the city you just you just sat in one of these walls. Yeah. It's plain and simple. Yeah, you had to. Whether it was on my show or it was on somebody else's show. But it was like, still in here. It was still in your spot. If you a black person with a podcast, you've come through here. Like mm-hmm. this whole podcast urban thing came through here. Mm-hmm. So like I would just like the heads up the 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 invitation to if 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 something going on around this community, mm-hmm. like I almost feel like it's intentional. If I don't get an invite I, And I understand It's no different than Me being a guest On someone else's And they here It's always like Oh what up Jay You know what I'm saying What's going on I just feel like People have to be vocal Like that Like it's not a hating thing And it's not uh, Being condescending It's not no kind of way It's just that The generation that's under us That's that 32 to 28 they don't pay up homage to nobody. You know what I mean? They're the same motherfuckers that think that Nicki Minaj started doing what she was doing without Lil' Kim being there. Like, you know what I mean? It's the same type of shit like that. So it's just, or with anybody, you know, I'm a conscious rapper and I never listen to Nas, you know, or who the, who the hell is Notorious Big? It's like, what are y'all talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> How do you rap and you don't know who these people are? I don't, yeah. what was your daddy and mama listen to? Like, you know, or older brother or cousin, something like, like, stop being weird. Like, I hate weird shit. They ain't had no daddy. That's the problem. Yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, I could attest to that. You know what I mean? But it's just that kind of thing. Like, I just be thinking that, you know, people just, they they just don't like to pay homage, and you got to. It's it's, gate, it's gatekeepers, and it shouldn't be, but it, sh- it has to be with anything that you do. And those people are the people that are supposed to pass it down. As a gatekeeper, you're supposed to pass it down. Like, I don't, I get calls and texts from anybody that's like, 
who can I call? I need a red leather outfit. Who should I go? And I'd be like, oh, try this store, try this store. I don't, other than that, I don't know. You know what I mean? Let them know that I sent you. See if they got some shit. It ain't no, you know, ain't no yeah. problem. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm never trying to be no gatekeeper over anybody in no industry. I will help with quality control, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not going to stop nobody from doing nothing. And, um, I mean, we just got like a wealth of knowledge here that we were trying to give away for free. You know what I'm saying? But I guess, you know, it just be interesting. I just don't want to be disrespected. Like at least, at least, at least acknowledge that I'm in the room. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to be friends. You don't even have to do business with me, but like, don't act like I don't exist. Cause then that's a lie. That's just, that's just a bold face yeah, lie. I mean, you know, it's just that type of thing. I under, I totally get it. And I understand. Um, when people do that, that's kind of like we gotta figure out a way to get you uh styling on BMF, dog. I be, well, the 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 actual stylist. So that's a funny story about BMF. Um, one of the dressers I know is a, actually an icon in the styling game. She was working on it. She contacted me about it when they first started shooting it back in like January, February of 2021. It kind of fell through. The actual stylist or costume designer is following me. So I follow her. I told her, you know, you got Detroit looking good. I ain't got nothing to say. Stylist love, you know what I mean? I would, if you was doing it wrong, I would tell you up because I know how them niggas look. I seen him in two thousand five at the Good Life, you know what I mean? With a hundred Ferraris and Benzes and everything, with a tank top on and the braids to the back. Like I seen him right before he went to jail, like oh four oh five, literally. So y'all got him looking good. I wasn't. I mean, I was a little kid in the eighties, but far as what I see. But yeah, I would love to. I would love to be whatever they need me to be. I don't mind assisting. I ain't that point, you know, that big of a I'm a celebrity stylist. I would never do that. Like I'm as long as my name on it, I can get to it. Okay. You know what I mean? I ain't never the last job I did was I was an assistant to someone. But I still got paid like four hundred dollars a day. So I ain't tripping on it. You know what I mean? Whatever gotta get the job done, we get it done. You got uh anyone that you're styling personally or anything on the horizon? Uh, so I did a shoot for um, um, a young lady that's from New York. She's a big marketer. She probably has like 100K of real followers on Instagram. Um, name. <laughs> that's important. And that's important. She called me like two weeks ago and uh, wanted me to style her because she, her clothes didn't come through. And it was through the um, a young lady named... Um, I can't think of her name right now. I'm, I'm drinking tequila. But anyway, shout out to her. Palencia, I'm sorry. Shout out to my dog, Palencia. She um, called me at like 7 in the morning and had me come to style this young lady. Um, she literally flew in from Puerto Rico to to um, interview one of the black ladies. They did this black series here for CBS, CBC, CNBC, I'm sorry. CNBC and... Um, so I got that coming. I think that drops sometime in December. Um, and it was just like one look. But they wanted two. And then they switched her out of the first look and was like, where's the first look? Yeah. Because they wanted to make it look like she did this all in one day instead of two days. So I did that. Um, and that's a corporate a good gig. So, yeah, you know, I just try to move and shake. I haven't done it. Uh, that was like a week or two weeks ago. So they would ask you something before we turn the mics on. I told them don't answer it because it was a good podcast question. Um, you remember what it was? Or do I? No, I don't oh. actually. He was like, he asked like, so you've been doing the stylist shit for? Oh, yeah, how long you been doing doing full entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial thing? Um, 
it's been a solid maybe like maybe 13 years but maybe 10 years professionally where I was feeling comfortable saying I was a stylist and then maybe um it's been 10 years strong but I always had another job so I worked for the city as a lifeguard for 20 years hmm. And then, no, you mentioned that last time we was here, but I didn't know it was like twenty fucking years. Yeah, it's been like since ninety nine. Damn. And then I stopped literally like ninety nine, two thousand nineteen, well, two thousand twenty. I when didn't. COVID hit. <laughs> I didn't. I I've always had was... like jobs in between, other kind of like jobs, but it's always been kind of like that was the main like yeah, easy every day. Yo, back in the day, I used to be. Mm-hmm. You was currently doing. I that was shit. like currently. Yeah, I had stopped for two years. I had went to St. John Knit and was working at Somerset. On some high fashion type shit. And then I was at Bonobos downtown. And that was cool. And then 2019 of August, I went back to the city. Maybe September. September to like January, February. And then that's when everything hit with COVID. And we stopped. So it might have been like March 12th might have been my last day of 2020. Uh, This question might be a little offbeat. but Ask whatever you want to ask, bro. Um. So, you know, Detroit 2.0 has going on downtown. Mm-hmm. I kind of, well, how do you feel like that's going to work in the, like, fashion industry and stuff? Because they got a bunch of new hotels going on there, mm-hmm. new storefronts, um, shit, new. A lot of different con- retail types. Yeah, of like. I mean, it, it, it'll work. It just has to, what happens with those kind of jobs or those kind of places is they target the, I'm fresh out of college, so I'm 21 to 24 and I'm home from school and I want to make my first $30,000 or 40,000k 40k so they don't want to pay retail people no more than you know what I mean whatever they may want to pay you 20 plus 3% sales tax and they really push you to kind of like sell 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 so you can get extra money from your sales tax and not really your hourly yeah so it's just that kind of thing like it's Good jobs, and but I feel like these multi million dollar companies is making all this money and don't want to pay the people that's in the forefront selling their shit. And by me kind of like working as a fashion stylist, personal shopper, worked high end retail from the gap all the way up to you know what I mean, St. John or whatever, and then pull stuff from these stores for personal shit or whatever editorials, it's just kind of like I know all the ins and outs, you know, and then having my own brand too, so it's just kind of like you kind of know. Yeah. What? What's the end of out? Like, I'm hoping that um, I know everybody like mad at gentrification the whole nine yards. I'm not really mad at it. Me I just, either, I just feel like that's cool. But just don't forget and don't not include the people that has always been here. Back to the whole Bottega thing. Like, yeah. you, this is not in New York, so you supposed to have tried to figure out who was the people that were here that should have been at this show. You know what I mean? Even if you feel like, even if it's just to promote your fucking show, even if it's just to promote your show, because if if everybody follow, Mars, if it's everything is free at Bottega, what the fuck? Is yeah, Bottega? and then uh, a lot of people. I mean, how many niggas know what Bottega is? You know what I mean? Like, it's not a lot of motherfuckers that really know what Bottega is. You know, they don't act like they do because everybody had a little money for a minute, but you don't really know what Bottega is. You know what I mean? So it's that type of thing. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I just look at, you know, it's it's the same correlation, though. Like, you know, even if you don't know everything that's going on, you know that I'm here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost direct disrespect. Mm-hmm. I hope it uh 
because you know when we go out of town we go to chicago uh-huh. we love a downtown uh-huh. we go to miami we go to new york we go all these different places downtown be like man our downtown ain't ain't shit ain't da 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 but every time Dale Gilbert do some shit to make downtown look like these other ones, we be mad as fuck at it. Like, which one? We want it to look that way. You can't. Ma- you can't never make niggas happy. It's just. It's just a scientific fact. So ideally, what happy. I want to do is once this Detroit shit get popping like that, I want it to be a, a situation where then Marv can go and have five different high end shops down there that you can go pull shit from. Yeah. You know but it's just the thing of like them respecting the craft of what it is that we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's why I take my integrity when it comes to certain shit, even to down to the regular homegirl boutique. If you know, the shoot is Monday and I come pull Sunday, I'm bringing it back Tuesday just because even if I'm pulling it and it's no makeup, or no, no damages anywhere. I know you that you got to get your money. You know what I mean? So you're doing me a favor by even letting me pull. It's no different than you being a gym shoe dude and you were 11. I'm like, damn, Jay got them Jordan 1s that ain't nobody wore. But I know I need them for Royce to 5.9 and I can call you and be like, hey, I need to see them shoes. If you don't trust me, you're not going to let me see your shoes. I have a very large collection of Jordan I do too. But I'm just saying that type of thing. you need to pull. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just saying that's even people don't speak about that. But this is how... You know, the, the, that's the game of wardrobe style, and that's what Misa and them did. That's what Slick Rick had on somebody grandmother Mink in the Teenage Love video. It's that type of thing. Like, if you can't get your your hands on what the director or what you and the creative director or even yourself as a stylist come up with, you ain't got no job. So if I know that you got a Rolex and you got a Balmain coat, it could be from last season, but the bitch was 10, th- 10 Gs, and you the nigga that got money like that, and you got two Rolexes and three you know, pair of Cartiers. If I can't call you and you at four in the morning to say, hey, nigga, Nas will be here tomorrow. He needs some old I need, school woods. I need your shit out. to see and I need this. And if you can't trust me to get your shit back, then we could beef after that. But if you can't, you see what I'm saying? If you can't trust me to say, Marv can come get whatever he want to get from me because he's going to bring my shit back. And I can tell the nigga, this nigga came to my crib at five in the morning to come pick this shit up and drove from the east side all the way over here. To come get my shit It's just that type of thing You know what I mean And if you don't have That relationship Even with The people at Cartier Out of Somerset Or Somebody at Gucci Or somebody at Burberry That can go and open the store And do this for you Then I don't have no job You know what I mean That kind of thing You know You got a pool If you got them opening up The store for you Mar. I, I got a little pool uh, What I know it's superficial And I say it's just Closed, but we shopping in this motherfucker, and they just closed. That was Kanye. Yeah, but I mean, that's that's the, how you feel. I'd have been in, I'd have been in Ferragamo, and they'd have brought me champagne in a glass. You know what I'm saying? Talk that talk, Mar. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't took clients to, you know, I shot personal shop, put Vezo and Versace shit. They they don't let nobody pull. So I didn't have my mom just in and Neiman Marcus have a hundred thousand dollars worth of shit with me. You know what I mean? That was. So the next nigga that looked like made me feel like it was shit, but it was Carolina Herrera and Jimmy Choo and anything that yeah. motherfuckers can't get their hands on if they unless they paying for it. But I had whatever I wanted. You know what I mean? It was for a magazine, but I still left without that, having to put a car down. All I had to do was sign, you know, after they checked me out, sign everything, and that was that. Mm. So it's a good feeling to be able to do that, but you do that only when it's time to do it. And we don't have showrooms. I'm texting my homegirl, Char, of Char Grills now, telling her to send me some shit for a shoot I'm supposed to do on the, on the 29th. I seen her shit. So, you know, 
you just the about grind don't never stop. The grind don't stop. It's all a hustle. It's all a hustle. Absolutely, man. And we, I mean, when you love to do it, you love to do it. Shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dame, you got a music pick. Yeah, man, uh, I do got a music pick this week. It's come from one of my personal favorite rappers, Gangsta Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs and uh, Jada Kiss jumped on a song together. It's called Black Illuminati. I, bo- I pulled up watching this Who video. Who is it? Jada Kiss and Freddie Gibbs. I ain't hear about that. I had to check it out. Yeah, it dropped earlier today. I watched the video. Um, Gibbs is top tier when it comes to talking this coke rap shit. I like him. I like Gibbs. He funny. Uh, all right, this niggas from the Midwest be crazy as the motherfucker. Crazy, no. Gary, Indiana, right? Yeah, yeah, that motherfucker crazy. Slam used to sleep on the floor with a kill jet. Got a bag I can't bag yet because it's still wet. Reaper man, I pay him a visit, ain't paid his bills yet. Brain hemorrhage, blunt force trauma, I make him feel that. I rap and seal that. Send out the bricks, they had the Nike swoop stamps. I'm just doing it for the camp. Nigga showed him to the plug, now he's shopping behind my back. Uh, one thing about that bitch, karma, she coming back. If you trapping, keep a strap close. Nowadays, the ship became a tree and a snake. Your homies out cause everybody back though, but everybody black though. I let the fiends catch a beam. Used to vomit off the second hand crack smoke. Nigga got that PTSD from testing the key. Guns numb, hope I didn't purchase work from the FEDs. Cause every time I see the judge, it's like a scary movie. Fuck the court, real nigga can't do no jury duty. Internet done altered the shit through a different game now. I don't rap about dead ops, I let his name die. Shame how they black ball came, they scratched my name out. I pushed it longer than I expected to get my name hot. They wanna take me out this game like Shikari, black Illuminati, touch big rabbit streets, need a body. I got all of them leeches away from around me. You ain't rich enough to get me hit, pussy, go up the bounty. Uh, spit some cheese, bitch. Chop a scene, bitch. So my own heart, smoke a fat one in the back, right in my own yard. Playing dominoes with my man, he in the bone yard. Now I can pay for the jet, right on my own card. Niggas trying to go man on me, men is on guard, hand in hand with it. I ain't never played a phone guard. Calisthenics and cardio, just trying to tone guard. Your man got the semi, but he ain't popping. My youngin' got the bricks and the hemi, and he ain't stopping. Little extra in the beginning to get him copping. He ain't worried, cause if they get him, I get him cockering. He know not to fuck with them bitches, they get them hot then Stay low, finish the work, he get a drop in They just wanna be around money, but they are not friends Until you fall back from them, that's where the plot ends I've been repping the apple since it was rotten When you a golden, you can never be forgotten They gotta ram it, you don't never let the cops in I can have your funeral in the top ten A lot of niggas are nice, but they are not him There's really nothing that you can do to stop him Call him the God Yo, man, I can listen to Jada Kiss rap all day Dog. I fuck with Jada. They like, got to ram the dough. You better never let them cops in. Man, I'm never letting the cops in. You can't let them in. Never letting the cops in. You got to bust that bell fucking down. Uh, who's whose man's, man's is this? Yo, I had a whole separate whose man's is this. I was going to give it to that nigga that used to be in the NFL to beat up that work girl. Yeah. Was manhandling her and shit. Okay. But I, uh, I found something different. Okay. Uh, and I really want to know whose man's is this. Uh, all right. Listen, dog. <laughs> I didn't know this shit was like a real thing, but it apparently it is. So, um, Six massage parlor workers charged oh, after yeah. offering sexual acts for money. Handjobs. Um, in Warren, in two different locations, dog. One, I've never got a professional massage before. Me either. You uh, should definitely invest in it. I was did you going, get a hand, did it, uh, I was going to. You no, know, it came from a professional establishment. Okay. These professional establishments? They were. 
Them six Chinese women. Yeah, they mean. That's what Mew, was, Mew and them got busy. They're yo, like, oh, you want your dick jacked? The who's man's just like, they who asking, told? They asking, do you want a Billy Joel? Who told? <laughs> What's a Billy Joel? A blowjob, blow nigga. Job. Oh, you got to I mean, speak the language. But oh. I feel like you naked, you already supposed to be like, okay, you turn me on my back. Apparently, yeah. they was asking, like, hey, you want me to... Yo, but who told? I swear, that's the who's man. You're not like, supposed to, you're who, not supposed who to tell. Told? It had to be a woman who found her husband. It had to be, yeah. It had to be. Uh, yeah. Because, like, who the fuck husband is. kept going. Who kept going hell? twice a week. Why the fuck are you at the massage parlor four times a week? Yeah. You're like, I need these hand jobs. Yo, key, low key is got to be a woman. Because, like, if you were, if you a nigga, this is like. This is like a clubhouse. Yeah, you, know you you just tell your your certified homeboys about this spot. Yeah, hey nigga, once they done, just ask for a little rub and tug. A rug, yeah, a yo, working listen, jerk. Yeah, listen to the ages: 31, 46, 54, 32, 49, and forty six. Them women look bad. My they man. look horrible. They can't shut off uh, off the boat. They ain't seen no sun in a long time. Look at that skin. I mean, just yeah, I'm like pretty, it, like like they got jaundice. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you hit worse. I mean, <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, but who shit told? Happens, shit happens. I, I wanted, I wanted, I was thinking about just going to this spot on uh in the volume right next to this the Jets Pizza. It'd be like walk ins welcome, uh, and I'm like, you know, everybody look happy coming out of there and shit. So go to a spa, get like a full on spa treatment. That's that's what you should do. Like hit one of the casino spas, or hit like Ohm Spa in Dearborn. I don't, I can't think of no black owned spas off the top of my head, but I'm sure they're around. But like, get a full spa experience, nigga. Get manicure, pedicure, massage, nigga. Salt bath treatment. Like get the get the whole thing. See an esthetician. I like that. All right, I'm at, all right. They, no, I, I, no, don't ask for rub and tug, though. No, no, nah, nah, just okay. they got it. They got an offer. These, these are so rubbing. what? So what are you gonna do? Like, if you're rubbing on me and my penis get hard, like what? Do, what happens? Just keep then? it professional. How my body go react? Yeah, what's professional about that? I just got a feeling that a deep tissue massage may not elicit that type of response. Uh, I don't know. Well, if you rub on me, I'm. I'm a, I mean, if it's a woman who, and I'm yeah. only getting a woman to rub on me. So. Yeah. Um, if she started, yeah, I mean, she's gonna be cold, nigga. It could be fucking Helga. It could be Helga. But if I can't see her, I just feel Broom- these nice hands. <laughs> I, I, yeah, so, yeah. You be like face down be- to to Brunhilda whispering your ear to turn on your back. I mean, what's she gonna do though? So, I mean, because I mean, he told me turn my back. Yeah, yeah, okay. Now I'm in the town and my shit sitting up. So <laughs> now, I mean, it's about to be heavy ended. Yeah, uh, it should be. Uh, just you know. just go to go to a spa, pay for like a, a how much treatment. Is it? Spend a couple hundred, man. A couple hundred. Yeah, just okay. just indulge. That's my first one. Hey, I don't wanna, know. Maybe can, that's can, the birthday gift somebody should get. Can I go seventy five? Like, I I can do my own rub and tug for free. Maybe like two. Right. Like two minutes. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it don't take long. Yeah, okay? it don't take a lot. Spend I'm like, about to get myself together. Spend like two hundred. Get you like a basic package. Okay. Two hundred is basic. I mean, that'll get you Jesus like a Christ. massage and a spot tr- and some sort of spa okay. treatment, like a foot scrub. I got some- a foot scrub machine at the crib. Nah, yeah, see, he's I bought, I like bought me. the little home medic shit. Like I literally put my shit. In, it got the little rollers, the bubbles, the warm. I got the little well, shit you put. Well, look, I, I do look, this shit myself. I, I'm gonna tell you about me. Once a quarter, I book some shit. Well, I go, it's just, it's I just go, part of my self care. I, yeah. I don't care. I, mean, I go get. I go get my feet done. Okay, and then I take a hot bath. Yeah, but like I don't want to pay you. But money I take for those like every other day. I go to Inception often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just feel like if I'm paying you. Three hundred dollars. I, I need. Tug. I need to come. 
<laughs> Are you with me, brother? Are you with me? I'm with you. Okay, like, I'm just saying. I can't buddy. believe you, name. You kind of. I would think. I mean, I would hear you be like, "I need you to." Two I mean, hundred? I don't need you to put your mouth on me. I just need you to like. I mean, for two hundred, she better say. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like you could you this, could this pull on a little like, bit. I'm a, I'm gonna come real good. You got a towel on. I'm, it's not gonna be. No, thank you. I just want to enjoy. I'm just here. to uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just it. here for the. I want to see. I don't like. I want to look in your eyes and rub my hands through your hair. No, thank you. No, thank you. you. I don't lie. believe you, dog. Yeah, it wasn't these not girls. you, Mister. Show me the scam. Show me the scam. Yeah. No, nigga. I mean, what she, she, what she look like? You see them six? Better try the one that's thirty one. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want Chun Li in them, but I mean, if she, you want a black sister? Is she five eight, brown skin, and? You know, smell like something expensive. You want the sugar? Sugar, go get some more ones. Just like the dough. Yeah, I just don't want nobody to walk in. I mean, like I'm, I'm all for it if you ain't telling. I ain't telling. Who told, man? Who I, I'm with you, bro. Who told? Who man's this? Y'all could have been my first massage. I'd be like, oh, nigga, I see why y'all fuck with it. I see why Dave said. My go. homeboy had just told me what? about a massage, like my product. We, we, I don't think we understood the assignment. This nigga really told us where to go. That's why he told us to get the basic package for two hundred. He trying to give us the. He trying to give us the dog or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You told us where to go. All right, my bad, my bad. My you bad. got us two hundred dollars basic. Two hundred dollars MGM. So what all come with that? I I usually like to get like a, I like a foot scrub. Like nigga, I almost lost my foot like a couple years ago. Uh-huh. So like I take this bitch real serious yeah, exactly. now. Like yeah. I, I be needing the motherfuckers soft and feeling uh-huh. right. Yeah, so, I got the little machine. Go, go to Home Medics. They make that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Nah, they got man, the rollers be, on that bitch. It, it go up to like 116 degrees. It be warm. You put the solution there. You got the bubbles. I'm telling you, the shit is fire, my nigga. And then it be you like know, literal fire because that shit will be burning if you don't turn yeah, it down. But then once I'm done, it's a nice young lady oiling my feet. Like it's it's an experience, That's bro. That's it. It's, a, it's an experience. They push my jogging pants up to my knees. Around the corner from me on Eight Mile and Shaner <laughs> for thirty dollars, <laughs> and work my th- work my calves, my thighs. I'm talking about take the husk off the heel, work my toes. You know, I mean, get all the crud and shit out of there. Now, I'm a clean nigga, so it ain't that much, but still, they work me for thirty dollars. Mm. I mean, up to my knees, they work me. Dame is trying to tell us something for the two. I, I, I think so. I'd be inclined to try for thirty dollars. Yeah. I like I'm talking about work. I'm talking about good leather seats and I mean, all the massage chairs. The massage, good massage. They spray them down because you know COVID was going on. Yeah, spray them down good with the little Clorox bleach or whatever and alcohol. So when I when I go into a salon and get my, it's probably gonna sound like real divish, but I don't want to be spoken to. Oh no, they don't talk to you. I just they just ask you what you want. You want a pedicure? That's what they do. And I, I sit like, there the whole time for an hour and don't say shit. I don't want people around me speaking to me neither. Oh, yeah. You need to go to a spa. Yeah. I'm but it was like that with me. The times I go, it don't be. Because I always be the only guy in there. You know what I mean? Many niggas. It's just like niggas don't go to the dentist. You know what I mean? Niggas, for, for what, though? I don't I don't even get that I'm shit. I like this smile. This smile attracts. The, style, the smile goes, goes in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Time for the benediction, man. All right, Marv. So as as customary every week when we have a guest, we let our guests go first to give away all their socials, websites. Where can people find you, book you, and fucking pay you for your talents? Hey, me. So Instagram is Marv Neal. Twitter is I am Marv. Facebook is Marv Neal. My website is www.marvneal.com. 
If you slow, you can just go straight to my email. It's marvnail1980 at gmail.com. And let's do a consult and let's get it popping. And Genius Denim. Genius Denim is my custom jean line. Um, I have a pop-up shop November 27th or 28th. Don't, don't quote me. Um, I, I got to look at the flyer. They got to resend it which day. But I have a... Uh, it's whatever day is the Sunday. I have a pop-up at uh, Kool-Aid and Melanie's uh, store out in Rollo. Okay. Yeah. And if you're following you on all the socials, you'll see it. Yeah, you'll, they'll see it. I'll post it. I'm going to post it on my birthday. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to tell everybody to come come rock with me on, on Sunday. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm going to pull up. I need to, I need some work. Come pull up. I, need some I was going to bring you guys some stuff, but I don't have nothing with I, my my um, tags haven't came in yet, so I knew some black pants with the, this. You know, I got you. Genius Whatever. stuff. You know yeah, what get your black pants and bring them to me, and I got you for sure. For sure. Yep. That's what's up, man. It's your man Dame three underscores three one three on the Twitter on IG at me talk to me. I talk back. Hey, man, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast Studios. Hey, man, just thank God. We made it through another week. God willing, we'll see one more. Absolutely. Yo, man, this is the first, this is the last episode we're going to have before Thanksgiving, man. You got any plans for Thanksgiving? I'm going to order pizza, probably, man, and just chill out. I'm with you, bro. Same thing. I don't don't even want no turkey. I don't want no big to do. Okay. Uh, You know, Thanksgiving been kind of weird the last couple years. Has been. But um, we're going to, you know, try to do this family shit, you know. Uh, So we'll, we'll touch on that. By the time we yeah, we'll, we'll probably have a Thanksgiving story, but right now yeah. my plan is is pretty fucking chill. Yep. Watch my Lions lose. Uh, oh man, damn! Shout out to y'all for rocking with us, 289 episodes. You feel me? Uh, that's really love. Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, it's a couple of y'all that's been on the show before um, who've never been on the show. Just long time listeners and shit who be tapping in. Like in real life, dog, I really, really greatly appreciate that shit, man. That shit means that means everything for niggas been rocking us for, for years. You know we're what I'm saying? Part of your life for sure, and y'all are part of my life too. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the check ins, the, the notes, the emails, the DMs, the whole nine yards, man. That shit means everything. Um, thanks to Marv, man, for coming through. Appreciate Always you, good brother. to chop it up, man. Um, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio. Book some time. I'm not saying we're the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dane. Hell yeah. There you go. Peace. One love.